0: July the 10th, 2020 Thanks for tuning in to another episode of That's What G Said Podcast going to be horse racing heavy But we're going to kick things off uh, With the NBA preview With Eric, we're going to go to the Western Conference now If you missed it last week, you can go back and listen to it um, On one of last week's episodes We covered the Eastern Conference teams The nine teams coming back to the NBA bubble from the East This week we're going to talk the 13 teams that are coming back in the West We go through each team, what they're going to be playing for um, What what their chances will be in the playoffs, matchups, all sorts of things like that So, a nice NBA discussion Then we're going to talk some Friday Keeneland As they roll along in this little short Keeneland meeting That is just awesome, real quality racing Guess what opens up on Friday Del Mar We're going to talk some Friday Del Mar Friday Pleasanton We hit the Late Pick 4 with Andrew Champagne So we talk about the Pleasanton Late Pick 4 Friday Stable Duel We'll let you know what's going on with the Stable Duel contest For Friday and then we'll go through A Keeneland lineup that we've built Saturday Racing From Keeneland From Del Mar A Pleasanton Late Pick 5 And then we tell you what's going on with Stable Duel On Saturday Loaded Tons like That's what we like here We like to cover a bunch of different topics A bunch of different races A bunch of different sports A bunch of different games Before we get into the NBA discussion with Eric I want to mention some of the sponsors on That's What G Said We are very very lucky to have had some awesome sponsors From the very beginning And that's why I'm able to keep this going That's why I'm able to do this Produce a, a show with, that's free The best way if you ever want to support That's What G Said Is is to support the sponsors the the folks that help us keep this going so Right now, that's Stable dual Fantasy Horse Racing You're going to hear me talk all about that The games are open now If you're interested, you can uh, flip to a little later on in the show Where we go through how to build a lineup This is daily fantasy horse racing This is something that's really a brand new concept And something that we, we haven't quite seen before So give it a, a look Give them some support If you're looking to play a racetrack to play the races We're going to talk some Pleasanton Racing here on That's What G Said Friday, Saturday, Sunday Racing up in Northern California is Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy prop betting app. You can download that app and when you use the promo code GINO, you deposit ten bucks, you'll get an instant ten dollar bonus from the very beginning. It's been full service realtor Cindy Carrava, Cindycarava.com for all of your real estate needs. Over at Old Smoke if you're a horse racing fan, you want to get in some nice horse racing T shirts, hats, any swag, maybe a gift for one of your friends that loves it, use the promo code Gino and you'll get free shipping and then Sarah Candle Company Those all natural soy wax candles Use that promo code GINO It'll get you 10% off your purchase You're going to hear more about all of these sponsors Throughout the show But we just want to let you know about all of them So if you ever need anything in any of these fields You know if you're interested in, in fantasy um, In the horse racing or in the, the, the sports world Thrive Looking for a track to play Why not Pleasanton We'll cover that one right here and If you need uh, some help in the, the field of real estate Cindy Carava, Some swag at Old Smoke And then uh, Keep that house smelling fresh with Sarah candles, Sarah Candle Company. Let's get into the NBA. We're gonna talk Western Conference. We preview each team with uh, Eric Etoft Sports Online. Thoughts on all thirteen teams in the West. Enjoy. Part two of our NBA preview. I guess our our NBA return. Preview with ETOF 21 Sports Good buddy Eric who comes on the show And talks with us all sorts of different things Eric thanks for talking about the East With us last week now we'll do part two We'll talk about the Western Conference uh, How are things going for you buddy?
1: Pretty good, pretty good, thanks for having me on man
0: Yeah so um, this We're finding out now from in just the week That we talked about The Eastern Conference We're actually finding out a couple really key Defections I know um, Bradley Beal for the Wizards, a team that You were, you and I thought actually could have The opportunity to sneak back in and at least make Get into a play-in Situation for the 8th seed because We're really not high on Brooklyn and they're Not able to field real, really a very Competitive team it looks like with some of the issues They've had, but with no Bradley Beal that's Going to make things difficult for Washington and then No Victor Oladipo, that's going to Put the Pacers in a spot where they're not going to be maybe as tough of a matchup for other teams that we might have projected with a healthy Oladipo.
1: I mean, I think the Pacers are done now. And personally, it's one of those things, like, I understand because of what happened from Isaiah Thomas from the Celtics, how he, you know, his sister died. He went out there, gave it his all, got his hip. And he wasn't got that hip injury, and he was in line for that $100 million contract. Yep. And now, I mean, he's not even on a team right now. No. Cause he got traded from the wizard to the Clippers. So I cousins get It, it but... happened to
0: with boogie cousins a few oh, years yeah. ago too. He had it bad. I think twice, you know, and multiple I, times it happened with him.
1: And I mean like the earning, the peak earnings years for these athletes are just so small. I mean, I totally get it, but Odipo's going down there, which I find really weird. And if I yeah. was on the Pacers and this guy's lighting me up in practice and then doesn't even go to the games, just goes back to the hotel. That would, that would really rub me the wrong way
0: It's weird that he's there I agree with you he, If he's going to be doing the taking the approach where Hey, I can do more for my rehab For my body, for everything by not playing That's fine Then be doing your rehab And doing all that stuff on your own I agree with you It's just, we forget that these guys are humans That just adds a weird dynamic to your team In practice It doesn't feel like everything's going to be you know positive and a lot of times we, we we worry about you know an x factor Like team chemistry I just That that seems weird I think that's a great it, point that you mentioned
1: It it kind of leads Me to think that you know there's All these rumors about Miami making a push For him maybe you know because He is a local kid went to Indiana Maybe there is some truth That hit him even there. the contract Expires yeah, yeah maybe he's already Kind of there in his head and I mean the whole Thing with Beal and the, and the shoulder injury Like He, would, Yeah,
0: we didn't hear anything about this
1: I mean, I get it, but I just don't know You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah So, yeah, so at least uh, a few big-name players over the last week or so have opted out um, those, those are the players in the East We're going to get to the Western Conference now We're going to go top to bottom um, in the West And we'll talk about the 13 teams that are going to be reconvening in the bubble In the west so we start out with the Number one seed in the west eric The lakers 49 and 14 And with the lakers they're in a pretty good Spot because they're actually only going to be Playing uh, i think a total Of 71 games when it's all Said and done they they return they play The clippers right away toronto Utah oklahoma city Houston indiana denver and sacramento But what's nice for the lakers is They've got themselves a five and a half game Lead over the clippers for the two seed And I, for them it's probably going to be hey maybe let's get LeBron and Davis out here four or five times get everybody back into shape. They don't really I would be surprised if those guys are playing every game a whole time.
1: Yeah, I mean I just they're in the same spot that the Bucks were in. Mm-hmm. I mean they have such a big lead, they're locked in. The big question for me is who replaces Bradley? Yep. And he was playing at such a high level and he was the best was a basketball all year right before he got hurt
0: oh, He was yeah, shooting yeah. an insane clip From three, his defense was was Excellent, both sides uh, of the Court, he was just, he was really Really starting to come into his own
1: And he was a forgotten guy And LeBron, like, seeked him Out because LeBron wanted him there And mm-hmm. that's the one out of All the guys surprised me the most Of opting not To play after what LeBron did For him and giving him this chance it Howard playing is huge for the Lakers. It gives them a great defensive front court. They were third in away um, road defense efficiency this year. That's huge. They play their best basketball though when AD is statistic wise at the five yep. when Morris and um, and Morris is at the four. Does Smith leap waiters though in the pecking order? Do you think? Because I just signed him He's played with LeBron He's familiar with LeBron I'm not really a Deion Waiters guy I think Smith leaps Waiters What do you think?
0: I th- The key is It can't be Rondo Rondo cannot be the one filling in And and Rondo's point on this Lakers team Has to only be He's on the court with the second unit When LeBron needs a rest That's the reason why Le- Le- Rondo should be on this, on this team He can't play defense anymore He can't shoot He doesn't really stretch the field He can handle the ball And set things up For the few minutes LeBron needs a respite When LeBron's not When LeBron's on the court I think Caruso is the best in-house option I really do And I'm hoping that that now Vogel is going to lean on Caruso A little bit more Someone who he started to close games with Someone who plays very well off of LeBron And what he does when Caruso's in He gives them the opportunity and the option Just like you said To go It's nice when the Lakers can go small And you have Davis at the 5 That's what small is for them They'll have Davis at the 5, like you said Maybe a Morris or maybe a Kuzma You know, then you got LeBron in the mix You can go, you can have Caruso And KCP as maybe two in there Maybe you want to bring in a JR Or a a Waiters to give you a little more scoring punch I think that they'll both Get an opportunity To get a little run off the bench with the second unit And maybe try to heat things up I still think JR Is just more of a, a I don't know if either one of them two Is going to jump KCP and Caruso is my, is my thinking though And I agree with you in that It wouldn't surprise me if JR jumps Waiters, I just don't know if, if the, Either one of them is going to be Closing a game, unless it's a game Where they hit 3 or four threes in a row Maybe they're hot and they're on the, the court to close I'm still thinking with no Bradley Now, it's going to be more KCP And a little bit more Caruso
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I remember the Piston days because I grew up in Michigan, so I'm a Piston fan, and I'm a huge KCP guy. It's just he just hasn't taken that step. No, like, you're right. And I'm, you know what I mean. Like, I just don't because I know LeBron's a big trust guy. Like, is LeBron gonna want Smith out there? I completely agree. It's a great with you. point.
0: It's a great point.
1: I completely agree with you. The Rondo, I don't think Rondo gets enough credit for those Celtics teams when he has the ball, but. There's no way he can play with LeBron because LeBron's going to have the ball and it's either going to be an iso and a pick and roll with Davis and you can completely sn- like, sink off Rondo yep. and just dare him to shoot. So, I mean, I totally understand that point. Um, I really think Vogel done a real underrated job coaching this year. I agree. He really has. I mean, there's been no LeBron drama. Um, and he's really done a good job of bringing assistants in and just kind of delegating and him focusing on what he does best. I really think actually the thing that's going to hurt them the most if, if it gets to this point is Los Angeles right now and probably forever is always going to be a Laker town. And them not having the conference finals every single game in Staples, or even if it's technically a Clippers home game.
0: It would, it would have been it would like have a, been Lake a Laker home Lakers game. home game. Yep. You
1: know what I mean? That's, that's a really big factor that is lost in all this.
0: I agree. They they and Milwaukee both and they were teams that were both fine on the road, but they did lose a lot of that built in advantage that they had from playing hard, from playing every night throughout the year, getting the opportunity to have everything have to go through you in your home building. And that won't be the case for this Laker team. Um, I yeah, I'm still I'm still pretty confident in them. And and I guess, you know, we'll we'll move from the Lakers the one seed to the two seed the Clippers. I think the key the key with both of these two teams Is we talk about, you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis We talk about Kawhi and Paul George These teams are good They have a little bit more depth Than I think people wanted to give them credit for The Lakers, the Clippers have, a, have very good depth and, and a lot of people recognize that But I think this is all going to come down to Who's ready to go If one of these big four players isn't playing At a, a high level I think that team is in some big trouble If Paul George or Kawhi comes back And they've got something that's flared up Or if Anthony Davis gets hurt right away And it's just LeBron trying to carry The Lakers aren't going to be in great shape So as much as these two teams feel like They are the top two in the West And head and shoulders above They're one small Turned ankle away In a bubble situation like this From maybe getting eliminated
1: And I mean I don't know if you heard But Kawhi didn't travel Yes, Orlando. So they said it was a quote unquote family matter. Does that mean he has the covid-19? You know what I mean? Like, you don't think
0: we start to speculate now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, You start to think, like, why isn't why isn't he traveling? And you you hit on the head, this team, I think they're the most they have the most depth. But I read that Lou Williams, he's still he's still 50 50 if he's an Ashley player Mm
2: that.
1: And then the Patrick Beverly. Is the same thing with Rondo. If Patrick Beverly's on the court in the last five minutes, I'm just gonna dare him to shoot. I'm gonna completely stay off of him. You make him be double. You. Exactly. And I was looking at stats. Paul Paul George this year is six for 42 in taking shots with four seconds or less on the shot clock. I mean that is really bad. Like historically bad for a player who's looked upon as like what, like, top 20 player in the NBA, top 15, top 10, yeah. whatever you look at him. And he's 29% shooting in ISO and 38% this year from Ka- on passes from Leonard. And I mean, I've never really been a Paul George guy, and I don't know if you remember, um, he used to date Doc Rivers' daughter. Yes, yes. And then he had the affair and got the stripper pregnant, and then there was a the whole thing when he was with the Pacers and with like he hooked up with like Roy Hibbert's wife. Yep. Like when they were having those runs. So is he, re- you know what I mean? Like, and Paul he George... was, he loved,
0: he loved the Lakers. He wanted to come to the Lakers yeah. forever. And then he, won he love, then he signs with OKC. He loves Westbrook. That's his best friend. And then we hear that he will, he's always really closet secretly been a Clippers fan. You know yeah. what? He just seems like, like he's
1: got, it's like, come on, man. I just don't trust the guy. Like, and you, they got, not Reggie Jackson, another guy from my Pistons, but Reggie's a little bit of an ego guy, too, because he got upset when he was playing. When he came in, had those good... Um, he had, like, a good 10-game stretch uh, with the Thunder behind Westbrook when Westbrook mm-hmm. was hurt. And then, like, he went to Detroit, and it never really worked out, never really blossomed. He's, still, he's not a great shooter. You can completely dare him to be you with a shot. For as many weapons as they have, I could easily see the Clippers losing to the Mavericks if that's the first
0: one. 100%. If they've that's a matchup they do not want to have Because Luka is the type of guy who can carry you Dallas' overall Their record, the where they stand It's a little deceiving Because they've had, a, they've had some injuries They're very, very good when they have Luka and Porzingis On the court, if those two are healthy They're more like a top 4 team in the West And not like a 6 or 7 team in the West I agree with you I think both of those two teams Are probably trying to avoid each other
1: And we also didn't even talk how um, Landry has uh, he tested positive for COVID? He's yeah. a big part of so it. do Big three and D piece. Yeah,
0: yeah. He's another one of those disquiet, unsung heroes who fits so well for them because he doesn't need the ball. He'll do exactly what you need. He'll he'll stand in the corner, hit his open threes. Very good shooter. I'm with I'm with you. The more for them, the more Morris, the more Jackson. It, it's nice to have them as options, but the more you have to count on them, I don't think it's it's a positive for the Clippers. You I think you would. Yeah. Yeah, You go ahead.
1: You want them like ten minutes on the. You want Mm ten to twenty minutes. You don't want them last five minutes on the game. You don't want them on the court.
0: You you want to you want them on the court then because they had a great game and they're there. You don't want to have to have them because you don't have any other options because Kawhi got hurt. Paul George is still a little banged up. Shamit, we don't know what's going on with him. So yeah, that's when their depth, which is one of their strengths, if you don't have someone like Shamit around, or if PG or Kawhi isn't one hundred percent. Then that's where that depth is really going to get challenged And we'll see how much that depth can come into uh, To fruition for them Let's get to the three seed The Denver Nuggets I mean one of the things we have to talk about was uh, That Jokic had the coronavirus Apparently he lost a ton of weight In um, in the last few months off He has tested negative now multiple times And he is on the way back I believe just getting ready to meet with them in Orlando He wasn't there immediately He had a few issues with, his, with some of his travel But w- what for them? It's all going to come down to what version of him are we going to get? Are we going to get the guy that in the playoffs last year was one of the best players in in basketball, carried them and almost carried them to you know an NBA final when they were you know they had the opportunity to 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 get through a Portland team and get or to, to a conference final at the very least. If if we get the the Jokic who was a little chubby to start the season, was a little lazy, didn't really look like he was in the best of shape physically. That guy, this Denver team is just a team With the actual Jokic Then then this is a team who Can absolutely you know, win A, win a, a series or two and, and maybe make a
1: run I was really high On this team, this is one of the teams I took a future on Back of the season And I Don't really know how much The weight loss is going to affect Joker's physicality mm-hmm. In the lane, is he going to be able To have Dwight Howard Bang on him and do a and getting the rebounds, being physical. And back to Dwight Howard, we always we forget how good Dwight Howard actually is yes. because of those, like, five years. And that's a huge matchup. They need him to be physical in the lane, and they needed him to be able to rebound and be a presence, especially to play a team like the Rockets, which is a little bit of a smaller team. When I always thought he needed to get in shape, I was thinking more cardio shape and um, – not like losing so much weight you know yeah, what I, I mean agree. Like, I agree yeah he didn't need to get chiseled
0: He just yeah. needed needed to be able To not come off the court You know to, to be able to not get as winded Up going up and down the court
1: And I'm, I went up and I was there When they played um, Milwaukee this year And I was just amazed like He is a big was a big dude And with his footwork and he was able To always put himself in a great position On the court and I just don't know how that's going to morph with his new body. As weird as it sounds, and only being 4 months. With the Nuggets offense is great. It's always defense that's always been the issue with them this year. They can't check it all. Um and what step is Michael Porter going to take? I I love this kid. I actually yeah. put a rookie of the year future on him at like well, it was like 30 or 40 to 1 and it's so frustrating cuz he looks like a super he looks like the next superstar one game and then the next game he looks like a G a G G-layer. Yep. I mean, there's no like medium with that kid at all. And I think he could be great in this league. This is a contract year for Plumlee. And one of my big things when I do fantasy sports or anything is money motivates people more than anything. And when you're playing for your financial future, you tend to give a little bit more. And him, if Joker tested positive again, or it's not the same Joker, him playing for that financial stability in his life is huge for them. Um Craig was huge for them last year in the playoffs. He had a great series. He averaged over 10 points a game. Held DeMarcus DeRozan down in the first round. What step is he going to take? Um, I'm a huge Michigan State guy and I always when I saw Gary Harris played, I always thought he was Chauncey Billups 2.0. A smaller guard that could could make the open shot, make three throws, create and play defense and this year I just haven't seen it from I haven't seen him take that step I was hoping for him to take and if this team wants to do anything in the playoffs Gary Harris has to be that reliable third scorer behind Joker and Murray that they can count on for that game where they need him to get 25 to 30 points once or twice in a series to lead him to victory
0: I just don't trust them enough that's I'm I'm kind of with you it's just, I I like a lot of their pieces individually I just don't know if the sum of the parts, like you said, if, if Jokic isn't being completely Jokic, are they going to have enough? Are they going Gar- to, is it Harris, Murray, Who? are they going to have enough late in the series? It's kind of what happened last year. You know what you're going to get from Jokic pretty much night in, night out, but are they going to get enough from the supporting cast night in, night out? Because I don't, I don't think this team as constructed if the Lakers and Clippers are healthy, I don't think they would be able to go through both of them. Maybe they no. could beat one of them in a series, but having to beat the Clippers and then the Lakers, that seems like it would be a little too much for them.
1: And back-to-back series, no way. Yep. I yeah. mean, no way. They need, they need the Lakers on top. I have something to happen mm-hmm. up there. There's no way they could knock off both of them. But no, I, mean, no. I really like what... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to No, him, go, ahead. No, I no, really go like, ahead. I really like what they're building, though. I really no, think I like, agree. the experience they got last year of being in the playoffs, they obviously See, like the coach Malone. They got that kid from Oregon that everyone has forgot about, Manute Bulls kid. Mm-hmm. They got Michael Porter. I mean, this is a team that's adding some very good young players, and that young player gets to sit out a year, see the NBA, and then come in the second year. I really like what they're doing. I just think, like you said, they just they just don't have all the everything lined up.
0: It's like one more closer, one more sort of alpha dog in the mix, like a wing type player. And maybe that is Porter.
1: Right? Maybe he's
0: a year or two away from being that guy. Like you said, they have pieces in. It just doesn't feel like maybe they're all ready at the right time to go. Denver Nuggets, the current three seed in the West. The number four seed, the Utah Jazz. They are 41 and 23. They're eight and a half games back of the Lakers. But when you look at some of the teams around them, this is where things are gonna be really interesting now, Eric, because the Lakers are the one seed. The Clippers are five and a half games behind the Lakers, and then the Clippers are a game and a half ahead of the Denver Nuggets in the battle for the two and the three. Then when we get from the three to the seven seed, there's only four games that separate the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Thunder, the Rockets, and the Mavericks. So there are going to be six teams all battling to try to move up and down the, uh, the their seeding. You know, the Mavericks are only a game and a half behind OKC in Houston. They'd love to get into a maybe a five or a six spot and, and avoid playing a team like the Clippers. Um, OKC would, you know, they have the opportunity to jump into maybe a, a four seed. And and maybe it's something that you talked about Like we won't have a home court advantage But there might be a few things that the team With home court advantage gets a little bit Of a benefit from Maybe it's an extra timeout or an extra foul For some of the players they're experimenting And talking about something So this is going to be interesting now From this 3 through 7 We get to the 4 seed and the Jazz They have a big loss They're going to be without Bogdanovich Who is just that nice extra score They needed We know this team can play defense with Gobert We know Mitchell Is going to have some games where he lights it up But they they felt like That Bogdanovich might have been that Extra piece because Conley has struggled Throughout the year Do they have enough to compete with some of the top teams In the West?
1: I'll be honest at the beginning of the year I did three futures this is one of the future I got them at 60-1 to one. I, I like really them a high lot on. Me too But I mean, I feel that this is the Western Conference nuts. I have a very – I think they're just a train wreck waiting to happen. Losing Bogdanovich, that's 20 points in a 40% three-point shooter that you're losing. And you're going to be re-pl- relying on Joel Ingles, Jordan Clarkston to to um, take that up and pick that up. kind of. And Ingles has struggled this up. year. Oh, he, yeah. He's
0: had good playoff series. He's had good years before. He just, this year, he's really struggled.
1: And Conley, you hit it on the head. Conley's been bad this year just because Horrible. he's not used, he's just not used to playing without the ball. And Fair. yeah, he just can't, he's not used, because he had all those years in Memphis, he had the ball in his hands, and now he's just, he's not used to having the ball, not in his hands. So him and Mitchell, like, I thought they would really gel. Mitchell would be able to lean on Conley. It looked great on paper. Right? It, was, it looked on paper, awful. it's
0: like it's going to fit, and it just, for some reason, it the hodgepodge does not mesh.
1: And then you factor in the Mitchell-Gobert relationship, and I don't know if you heard this quote, it was at the beginning of the year, Gobert said the ball was sticking too much. So obviously he was digging on Mitchell for not passing the ball enough. So Gobert's complaining about offensive touches. I personally feel he's gone from the defensive player of the year I mean, you could kind of argue he's not even top five in the league in defense this year. Yeah, And I really feel he's complaining about not getting the ball in the offensive end enough, and that's really affected his defense. And it, I think it's kind of at the point in Utah they have to decide which way you want to go. Who do you want? And obviously in, in the NBA you're going to take Mitchell just with the way the league is played this year. I just think this is – I think they're going to tumble a lot, because I mean, like you said, they're only a, a game and a half up on the Thunder and Rockets. I could see them free-falling.
0: Me too. They, I could see them absolutely being the, the seven seed. Yeah. Uh, they they could no doubt about it be, you know, they're only two and a half games ahead of the, the Mavericks. I could see them being a team. If you're the Clippers, you'd love to play a team like them. I think they would match oh, up yeah. really well, because w- what we've seen with the with Gobert, too, is, is you hit on it. He, he's big. He can play defense, but if he's not playing like the defensive player of the year you can't even have him on the court a lot of times in a playoff series he has you can no stretch, value. he doesn't have value you can stretch him out if you've got a if you've got a big that's versatile that can that can you know move out to the three-point line he his value isn't even there because he's not defending the paint like you would want so uh, I'm very low on them in, in this return I, I'm not really high on them at all I think the bogdanovich factor hurts their chemistry all year is hurt and you know you talked about you know uh, Mitchell and and Gobert not liking each other and then all of this coronavirus stuff remember with Gobert at the beginning i mean yeah. like remember what he was doing he was rubbing his hands and coughing on the the microphones and he was making a big joke of it and other players like Mitchell got this because of him um he, he doesn't have the best like the, the team i don't know how much the team loves him right now just like you said from him chirping at the beginning of the year to all of the things that have happened over the last few months This doesn't feel like a team with great chemistry heading into a situation where I want teams with great chemistry in this bubble. This is going to be different than anything
1: else. And you're going to be around these guys more than normal. You know what I mean? Like you go to the hotel, they're there. You go to the common areas, the ping pong areas, the food areas, they're there. You're going to be around your teammates more than you normally are. And I just really think, like you said, if the team isn't clicking and there's a million issues – This is a dumpster fire we need to have Yep
0: Yep. let's get to the five seed One of the teams that just as a basketball Fan in general I've been the most impressed With this year this Oklahoma City Thunder I mean this was a team I think a lot of us felt like they're Going to tank they're going to end up either Cutting Chris Paul and getting rid of him they've got All these draft picks for the future they're Probably going to trade Gallinari at some point Too and instead they Just shut up and played some basketball and they've got a couple really solid NBA players Chris Paul showed you that he can still lead a team And he's got a little something left in here I don't think they're as good As even, you know, probably four or five Different teams in the West From just a pure talent perspective But when we talk about chemistry Teams that like each other Teams that have had good seasons This is one of them This is a team that feels to me the opposite of Of a Utah Jazz team I like their chemistry, they've overachieved They probably feel really good about where they are right now They feel like they're kind of playing with house money If this was an OKC Utah 4-5 I would absolutely love OKC In that situation
1: Oh, me too And this year, I mean, everyone thought Like you said, the Thunder are going to be awful this year If Billy Donovan doesn't win Coach of the Year I think it's a travesty I mean, what he's done it has been great this year and it also speaks a lot to Chris Paul's, Paul's leadership. He could have gone in there and he could have, you know, sat at the end of the bench. Donovan's sold, success, been every, he's having, yep, yeah, yep. his success he's having. Paul's the veteran that's getting it down to those younger guys and getting them to buy in. So it speaks a lot to Chris Paul, too. I'm hearing they're having daily Zoom meetings, yep. Um, and also. They're the third best team record-wise since Thanksgiving, so they're playing great basketball. Um, they have had 42 games with that have been within five points, within five to play. So obviously they're they're um familiar. With they're, they're close, close throughout, games. yeah. Yep. And also they're getting Robertson back, their best defender, who's going to be healthy now. There's been times in the past where he said he's coming back, but there's always been a lapse. But if they can add their best defender and they can situationally play him because he is such a bad shooter and someone you can sag off of but sub in and out at the end of the games, I think that's going to be huge for them. CB3, um, Gildris Alexander, and uh, Dennis Schroeder, they were third highest in net rating when on the court together, so those three are really gelling well. And I really feel that not having uh, the opponents not having home court is just going to help them even more because Donovan's actually, you're going to be able to hear Donovan communicate while the game is going on and coaching in-game from the sidelines. So I really feel not having the crowd not is really going to help them. I also, um, they have four guys they can count on for buckets, too. There's no quote-unquote star. I mean, they have Gallinari, Alexander, Paul, and Schroeder. And yeah. all those guys, can they, any one of those guys can get 30 on the night, so you – it's kind of like one of those older piston teams that really didn't have that quote unquote star, but just had dudes that could get buckets.
0: Yep, I like them to win a series and and, and match up with teams like they'll play teams tough. I'd love to see them somehow play a Clippers. You know, they're yeah. because for them or the Rockets, there are a lot of fun um underlying stories there with, you know, Paul George back heading to the, back and forth. Galinari went from them, Shea went back and forth, Chris Paul back and forth. That would be a fun matchup. I like this team, man. They've overachieved and I think they should be proud of themselves and they have an opportunity to make a little noise and to really Continue to build their future moving forward. They are tied, uh, but they do—they are in the five spot. The number six team is the Houston Rockets, forty and twenty-four. They're nine and a half games back of uh, of the one seed there, but they're right in the mix with all those teams in that three through seven chunk in the West. They're, They're a polarizing team. They can, when Westbrook is on and and Harden is is scoring. They can look as good as any team The way they can spread you out And the way they can play differently But if if Westbrook is Missing threes and shooting threes And if Harden's not got that Little bounce in his step This is a very, very beatable team They're a matchup team too with, With how they can go small But they can't really even go big So I think a lot of it will come down to Where they end up playing Where do you stand with this Rockets team?
1: I actually like them a lot. I, if there's one guy I have confidence that's going to be in great shape, it's going to be Russell Westbrook. He's yep. a workout fiend. And what's kind of been lost in the mix is actually what a great season he was having. His three-point attempts decreased by two this year, and he's just being way more efficient. They had a, they were 7-1 and one in their last eight, and he was averaging 33, seven boards, six assists, and shooting 55%. And he was just being more efficient just because there's so much space on the floor. He's able to drive and get in the lane and pull up or get to the rim. Um, ben McElmore has been great this year. Shooting the ball, filling in. He's been playing a lot more because Eric Gordon's been hurt. Gordon is finally healthy, so they're adding another shooter into the mix. And I don't know if you saw that photo of Harden. Harden looks in shape. Yep. And the big knock on them has always been Harden's tired because of how much he's, he's done in the year. I just feel that This team is a deadly team Just because you can get hot in a series
0: 100%
1: And if their numbers were better I would be invested I mean they're only plus 665 to win the West And plus 1650 to win it all If I just could get better numbers on them I would totally be invested in this Rockets team It's just I just can't get a number that's high enough That I want If
0: things were to end exactly like they were Right now I might lean against them In the Denver series Oh, I think for th- sure I think they could absolutely match up really well with Denver. It would be hard for Denver to try to D up both Harden and Westbrook. It would put Jokic in a weird spot if they would try to to go really small there cuz you're going to get a situation where it's like PJ Tucker guarding you and and you're going to have to go out to the corner and try to defend him shooting that corner 3. So for them it's, you know, a real key matchup. I like where they are. If they drop to 7 and they have to play the Clippers, the Clippers can actually go pretty small. And and that might not be the best matchup yeah. for them. Um, so I, I think it depends. They they've actually beat the Cl- they've had some good back and forth with the Clippers though. I would love I would love to see that series because they have a lot of animosity between those two teams. But for me, I think they might be my third. They would be either my third or fourth team in the West. I I like
1: I like Houston. Like you said, you could intrigued. get yeah, I'm intrigued. But they're, they're they the kind of have some depth. They have some depth issues. You know, mm-hmm. behind behind rivers coming off the bench and now I mean they are getting quarterback. But I mean if a guy gets in foul trouble, I mean they the the rails can fall off because you're gonna be leaning on some guys that don't have that much experience.
0: So we move to the number seven seed, a team that, you know, I'm I'm super high on. Uh the, the Dallas Mavericks. They're forty and twenty-seven. Um they are right in that mix of the seven seed. They're eleven games back, but they're a game and a half behind Houston, a game and a half behind the Thunder. Two and a half games behind the Jazz They have an opportunity to move up Maybe even to the, the four seed um, If things broke well for them For them it comes down to the, the, Their big two also Doncic, Porzingis They started playing really really well They Dallas was averaging 117.4 points per 100 possessions In the, the 307 minutes When those two were on the court together So again, I think those two playing together Doncic can carry you He can get hot He is a legitimate future MVP in this league And that's when guys like Situations like this A tournament, a playoff setting That's when a guy like Doncic will step up I think they legitimately could beat any team in the West I don't think they would I, I would have a tough time picking them against either the Lakers Or the Clippers, but I would love to see them Make some noise against the Clippers Soften them up for the Lakers as a Laker fan If that could be the case they, They're right there, I, I, after Lakers and Clippers I, I have Houston and Dallas As my next tier in the
1: West Dallas is my fourth future at the beginning of the year I I love this team And Rick Carlisle is kind of like Eric Sprostra. he doesn't get enough Respect for how truly innovative And what a good coach He is, I mean he is completely under the radar so in a series you're you're gonna have an advantage because of him in 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 these matchups um the main thing and also excuse me he he kind of changed too. at the beginning of the year all he talked about was Porzingis from the wing shooting threes and everything but right before the lockdown Porzingis started playing inside the three-throw line more and forcing the the big from the other team playing the five position to guard him. And that's when they started gelling more and playing better basketball in my eyes. Um Luca healthy. I mean, he's had ankle injury, wrist injuries. And you're right. He's going to be able to propel them to that next step. The main thing is is Bun- Brunson, the kid from Villanova is hurt and he's not going to be playing. I heard Willie St- Willie Willie Stein is sitting yep. out. Yep. Um so that lack of depth is going to is what I'm afraid of. But they made the second most average, the second most made three-pointers during the year, the only behind Houston. So you get Luka in space, and he's able to drive, dish, and you have a guy making a three. That's going to be tough. And you're not, you know what I mean? Like, they're a really tough team for me. And I, they have good shooters, Carlisle Factor, you got Porzingis and Luka. This would be the one team I would not, like I said earlier, I would. if I'm the Clippers, I do not want to play them.
0: No, they've got a good plus minus too, which shows you that when they've been healthy, they're they're be- they beat teams up. They, you know, as a there have only been a few teams this year that came in and kind of kicked the crap out of the Lakers, and Dallas was one of them. Like when Dallas played well in a game, the Lakers didn't play very well. They just beat up on the Lakers, and this team has a ceiling where things go well for them. They again, I would not be surprised, like you said, if they made the Clippers work or beat the Clippers, but then it would be tough with the depth. That's a great point that you mentioned, especially with Cauley Stein and not having some of their maybe six through ten, eleven guys on the bench. If they're missing a couple of them, they wouldn't be able to win a seven game series against the Lakers and then win a seven game series against the Clippers or back and forth after already having, you know, probably had a had a tough series too. So they can beat any they can beat anybody. I don't know if they have enough to go all the way to the finals, yeah. you know. But yeah. they they are capable of beating any team in uh, as a seven seed. That's a scary team when you see them lining up against you.
1: And that Brunson um Porzingis pick and roll was great during the year. And they like not having him. And one one thing that Carlisle would do is he would have Luca on there, but he would just put Luca in a corner and then just run the pick and roll with those guys. So you're you know what I mean? You're forced to respect Luca. So I just think that Brunson, him not there is just huge for them.
0: Okay. We now get to the section of teams from the eight through thirteen that are all going to be battling. we the one through seven teams, they're all in the playoffs. It's just going to be about, you know, and, and really it's going to come down to the three through seven, who's going to be, you know, situated where, who's going to be playing the Lakers, who's going to be playing the Clippers early, and where are they all going to fall? From eight through thirteen on the West. Things could get really really fun down there We have the Memphis Grizzlies who are the 8th seed, they're 32 and 33 Right behind them, three and a half Games behind Memphis is the Portland Trailblazers, the New Orleans Pelicans And the Sacramento Kings They're all three and a half games Behind the Grizzlies, right behind Them, the Spurs are four games Out of it, and then the Phoenix Suns They are six games out of it So there are five teams chasing the Grizzlies, basically we have six Teams towards the bottom That are all going to be battling for one spot And it starts with the Grizzlies Who John Morant Has been excellent Their young group Has been a year, maybe two Ahead of where their organization Thought they would be And now they're going to bring in someone like Justice Winslow Who gives them Some versatility Someone who's a big Big guy that can handle the ball on the perimeter Can play a little defense, he can hit a three He just as another nice talented piece. It's never bad to continue to stack young talented pieces. Can this team hold the 8th, the AC?
1: I really feel if they go 2 and 1 in the first 3 games cuz I mean they go Spurs, Pels and Jazz, it's locked up. I mean the yeah. first 3 games is going to be the whole thing for them. If they go 1 and 2, it's wide open. So I mean, that first 3 games is huge. I love Morant. Word on the street is he's added 12 pounds of muscle. If that's true, I mean, I just, like I said in our first one we did at the Eastern Conference, I just want to see the step that this kid has made. You touched on Justice Justice Winslow. Justice Winslow for me is Iggy 2.0. That that's defender, a good comparison. You know, handle the ball, can hit a three. I mean, he is he's great. Um, and what's kind of been lost in the mix is how good of a season Justin Jackson is having the yep. kid from Michigan state. I mean, he's averaging 2.5, three points, three pointers a game, um, 39% from three and he's averaging 1.5 blocks. So, I mean, he's had a great year and people forget, um, he was taken out of a game, Michigan state against Syracuse. Cause he couldn't make a jump shot in the mm-hmm. NCAA tournament that one year. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 steps that this kid has taken, I just really feel like since this is such a young team if they can just get in the playoffs and get that experience it's would huge, huge for them huge for them i mean granted they'd probably lose 4-1-4-0 to the lakers but it would just be huge in the whole development for man for jackson winslow and uh and moran and the jerkins the coach from them i mean that's another guy i mean this guy should be considered for coach of the year too. What he's done has been great.
0: Unbelievable they they had to deal with The Iguadala stuff all year long too Where he was sitting out and and that was Not an easy thing for a young team Having to like a veteran guy that you probably Looked up to and you were expecting to be sort of A mentor to you and he's kind of just said F off you know I'm not even going to play with you guys All year and they went they didn't have Any issues dealing with that I like the fact that Jaw kind of called him out a little bit too He's fiery he's a good young Leader that I would love to have in My organization uh, moving forward So I you're right. These first few games for them are gonna be so pivotal because Memphis comes out with Portland, San Antonio, and New Orleans. Three yeah. teams that are all right there in the mix with them. If they go two and one,
1: they're fine. They have locked up. Yeah. They're they have locked up. Two three and oh, no there.
0: doubt about it. Two and one, they're fine. One and two though, or oh and three. And then with the young team, do they start to press? Right? Do they yeah. start to does Jaw try to start to do a little too much now? He's worried and then he starts turning the ball over A little bit, he hears all the stuff about Zion, you know, and it gets a little frustrating For him, so yeah, that's That's where it'll all come down To what happens for them these first few games That's the Grizzlies, they're the 8th seed Remember, a team needs to be Within the 4 games So, if any of these teams Are just within the 4 games They'll have to play a a 3 game Basically a best of 3 series Where Memphis would only have to win One Portland or New Orleans or Sacramento Or San Antonio, the Suns They'd have to beat Memphis twice In order to get into the playoff Portland Trailblazers No Ariza, but They're going to get Collins And Nurkic back, so they do have Some extra bodies coming back They're going to be healthier Someone like Lilliard, if he gets hot In a situation like this, he can absolutely Carry you, they would be a scary Eight seed matchup For a team like the Lakers, because Lilliard is the type of guy Who can score 40 or 50 And get on a streak like we've seen And and you can play well against him And he can just beat you because he's that good Do they uh, Where do you stand with this Portland team Trying to make it in
1: Like like you said, if I'm the Lakers This is the one team I don't want to face Yes Um, I And people forget This team made it to the Western Conference Finals this year And injuries have just killed this team Mm -hmm. and they're getting Collins and Nurkic back losing Ariza Hurts but that's going to allow Melo to move to the three instead of the four which he's normally been playing Um, and also they're not going to have Rodney Hood which I feel is going to be a big loss that's kind of under the radar and that's going to force Gary Trent Jr. who's had a really good season to kind of step in in that role and play Um, I like this team but if it all, it's all dependent on the Grizz, if the Grizz go two and one, it's over. You know what I mean? Like they're yep. just, I feel like their mountain is just too much to over climb. If mm-hmm. they were within two, I would love them. I mean, they are plus three sixty to get into the eight spot. And that's the one future number out of the West that I'm actually thinking about playing.
0: The current number 10 team, the new Orleans Pelicans. So this is the one team that everybody is, is High on is jumping on and And good reason right Zion has been Excellent in what we've seen but They still Got to come in as a Young team in A difficult situation They still have to fend off a couple Of other teams that are all battling a little bit More experienced so, they're going to be talked a lot about and and the league would love Zion versus LeBron in round one and all the Pel- old Pelicans players versus the Lakers, the trade that they had everything with them, Anthony Davis back. that would be fun. It would be a great storyline. I just don't I don't know, I'm not as high on this Pelicans team right now getting there as I think others are.
1: Neither am I. And the big thing and why I'm not is I can't pronounce this guy's name, bizleck, the the coach. He's not going down there, and he's he's been basically their defensive coordinator because Gentry's been handling the offense. He's been handling the in-game defensive adjustments and everything, and he's not going to be in there. And through everything online, I can't figure out who's going to be handling that role, and that's a pretty big role, especially in playoff basketball or in yep. important basketball games where you need to win, where games shrink. And I think that's going to be very bad for them because – One of my betting things is I always bet the under of any Alvin Gentry coach team. I think Alvin Gentry is one of the worst coaches in the NBA. I think he's a good offensive coach, but overall he's just not that good in my eyes. Um, Zion's in shape. You and I talked about it last time. He looks great. I mean, he's allegedly getting to the gym at six and staying till two and then going to the weight room. Um, Ingram, the only two people in the league that are shooting better than Ingram this year are Irving and Middleton. And the what do number... you think about,
0: about Ingram? He's he's an interesting one because he's coming up on a contract year
1: now. And Ingram
0: with with you know, he's had some physical issues too. He's someone that um he hasn't always been a model of health. So now you're gonna bring someone back into this bubble where he's got an opportunity in just eight games to maybe make a little more money or maybe get hurt.
1: I right? know, like yeah, it makes me nervous. Would... I know. And, like, you and I, like, have talked about it. I, I'll i give you credit. You were high on this kid when I wasn't, and he's blasting into what you said he was. I don't know if I'd do it if I was him. because
0: I, w- I don't know, man. This it's, is, it's, like,
1: such a big thing, you know, and he's been so good this year, and he's proven his stripes. I don't know if I would do it. Yeah. I really don't know.
0: I don't either. I, I, I don't. And, and he wants to win. He's a good kid. I'm sure he wants to be there and help them. It just – it makes me nervous seeing what we've seen, like you mentioned, Isaiah Thomas and Demarcus Cousins, and some of them. Is it worth it? Is there enough? Is there enough reward for your risk for someone like Brandon Ingram to go down there to maybe get into an eighth spot to then have to play a Lakers team, and then after that have to play, you know, uh, you know, and you have to go through the Lakers. And are you going to be able to do all of that? Is it worth it? I don't know. I don't.
1: And like I said, they're they're earning. Peak years are just so small, and like if you tear an ACL or something, like you're not going to get that you, money. You're never I, a
0: max guy again, maybe. That you have, you have. Maybe, look at cousins. Yeah, and he'll like, get you know four or five million small contracts here and there. But this is an opportunity for Brandon Ingram to set up his family and his kids and stuff for the rest of his life and for their lives. And yeah,
1: it, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. And I mean, I saw him. I've seen him play. I saw him play in person and when they played up in uh, Milwaukee, and I was very impressed with his game, and I don't think I would. I mean, Ball ball has been playing good this year. Him and Harden the only ones that average over 12, 7, and 6 a game. And the lineup of Holiday Ball, Ingram, Williams, and Favors, they're plus 26 in net ratings, and they also put up good adjusted defensive numbers. So, I mean, I think this team is dangerous, but losing the defensive coordinator... I can't pronounce the guy's name. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's huge for them. And just relying on gentry, I really think's gonna hurt them. And like you said, like if I'm Ingram, I'm seriously not playing.
0: Is, is it in the back of your head are you a little tentative here and there? Are you diving for a loose ball if yeah. there's an in between play? Or what are you thinking about? Is that I mean, I don't know. I'm just as a the human element is something that you and I have talked a lot about too with this. Remember, these are guys that are families. That that have to deal with issues. They're not just basketball player. They are Brandon Ingram, who's had physical stuff, who could be setting himself up for years to come. Basketball player. It's Dwight Howard, who has a the mother of his child just passed away. Dad, Dwight Howard, basketball player. You know they they've all got these these little things to, to worry about. Um, this this, and this next is, team.
1: Go ahead. And this is generational money. You know what I yes, mean? Like, we're not talking about Ingram him not, for five years. Yeah, it's him. His kids and probably his kids kids you know what I mean Like they're yeah. set for life so I mean That's that's a big burden on What is he 20 he's he's young like 21
0: he was like the youngest player One of the youngest players ever when he Came in because of the way his birthday is built So he's a super young player too That you really want to invest in because he Still has more and more upside what we've yeah. The leaps that we've seen from him In you know a year He, he makes another leap like that He is right there on the top top tier Of players and he can do both ways too He can handle the ball he's improved his three point game So yeah I I like him a lot And I hope I just hope things go well for him If he does end up playing and they play um, I just I don't want to see anything go bad for a guy Who who could have a very very bright future I'm kind of high on this next team of, Of the group of teams Towards the bottom I would maybe Take a flyer on them Sneaking in or making a run The Sacramento Kings team A lot of it has to do with their schedule so I look at their schedule They play San Antonio, the Spurs A Spurs team that's going to be without LaMarcus Aldridge They play an Orlando team Who is one of the weaker teams In in this bubble So right off the bat, the Kings have two very Very winnable games They play a Dallas team after that Who is better than them, but not unbeatable Then they have New Orleans The Pelicans, who is a very winnable game For them, and a team that is right there in the mix With them, after that They play a Brooklyn team who we think might be the worst team in the bubble They can barely feel the team And then the last game they play is against the Lakers team That will probably not be playing anyone They might be able to win five or six games here Just because of the way their schedule lays out They got two games against the Pelicans too If they win those two or just split them They're in an okay shape I think of the teams on the outside looking in I don't think Sacramento could beat a Lakers or Clippers But they had a couple of spurts this year Where they started playing really good ball They have pieces Buddy Heald and Fox is, are the type of guys that can get hot Win a couple games, carry you a little bit I don't mind this team as maybe taking a flyer on them To sneak into the 8th seed Or at least to play them individually To win a couple games in the bubble
1: To me it's Walton needs to figure out the rotation yes. Bagley's finally healthy And I mean, he looks
0: like a beast too. If you've seen any of the pictures of him out there, he he looks
1: looks huge. He looks huge, but they really when he played, it just wasn't clicking. You know what I mean? Like when he was on the field, on the field, on the court, it just wasn't, it just wasn't clicking. They were playing better without, without him. him. And Mm -hmm. I just don't know. Like, do you start him? Do you come off the bench? Do you like, you know what I mean? Do you come off the bench and then, and then um, start him? I just don't know how Wallen's going to handle that. And when you're dealing with that And people's e- ego, like, oh, I've been starting We've been winning, and, like, we're in this position Now he comes back, and I'm relegated How do people act to that?
0: And that's been a problem for Luke, too, from with yeah. the Lakers Stuff, too, he's he's a good he, the, the players like him, and he has He's he's a fine It seems like he's a pretty decent defensive coach and stuff But he doesn't do a really good job With rotations That's mm-hmm. That was one of his things that he really struggled with With the Lakers, was Somebody would play well and then we wouldn't see them And then it, it was just not consistent With figuring out who was The best group of You know eight to cut your rotation into And who was the best five to close with That That's a great point that you mentioned Can he Can he grow With this young team and do Enough for them to get them in there I, I don't know they're young I just from a value standpoint I prefer them to the Pelicans I prefer them um, maybe even to the to the Blazers, just trying to get in with the way their schedule looks. So this is maybe a team that I'll be playing some individual uh, games once the once they're back in a few weeks. Sacramento, who is the 12 seed in the West, they're 27 and 36. They're four games out of the a seed, so that means they're a half game behind Portland, New Orleans Or they're a half game behind Portland and New Orleans. They're actually the 11 seed. the The Spurs are the 12 seed. So um, the Trailblazers are nine, Pelicans are 10. Sacramento Kings are 11 They're all three and a half games uh, Behind the A seed And then the number 12 seed The Spurs I think losing Aldridge Is going to hurt them They had some weird plus minus numbers With DeRozan and Aldridge Where it's like their bench is even better On the court sometimes than those two are I just they I don't know how good they are Are they even that good of a team Do they have enough talent To beat the, the three or four teams
1: ahead of them I think this team Could I just crap the bed. Yeah. How much is DeRozan really mo- motivated? Because there's stuff coming out. He wants out of his contract. He wants to leave. There's rumors going around that Pop is leaving to go to New, Jer- New Jersey to go to Brooklyn. Now, I just don't know how good. You know what I mean? I don't know how much they want to be there. They're twenty six in defensive efficiency on the road. I, for me, I'm gonna. This is gonna be a team I'm gonna be looking to fade individually in games. I really think they just kind of go to a a youth movement here and start playing a lot of their younger guys, which one of my friends lives in San Antonio, David, he in the market there, that's what they've been craving about playing Derek white, more Kendall Johnson, more Lonnie Walker, more playing the younger guys more. I really think that they blew it with the Kawhi trade. Because they were caught up like the Red Wings in hockey were Which is keeping the playoff streak alive Instead of Mm -hmm. looking bigger picture I mean, why not just trade him to the Lakers? Take Ingram, take Ball Take those younger assets Or demand, if you're trading Kawhi How
0: did you trade Kawhi and not get back a Siakam Or an Ananobi Or one of those younger wing pieces That you could see as as someone Maybe to build around in the future They, They didn't, I mean they did not. It was like you said. They were they were so worried about not wanting to trade with the Lakers. We don't want to help the Lakers get any better. They didn't worry about what was best for their own organization.
1: Yeah, they just. I I think they blew it. Like like I said, I'm a Michigan guy. The Red Wings blew it because they they lived on the playoff streak. And I just think the Spurs got that same mentality, playoff streak. And I mean, even today's NBA, DeMarcus doesn't stretch the floor, so he's really like not relevant i don't want to use the term relevant but not like he can't you know hit a I mean? three a modern he just, day NBA, yeah NBA he does fit very stretch. well so i mean i just i don't know i just really feel this is a weird time for the spurs organization and honestly it wouldn't surprise me if pop does retire and duncan takes over because duncan was coaching some games this year
0: he was and then what do they do with becky with uh, the assistant coach becky hammond who might be in line for a, um, a head coaching job somewhere else down the line uh Yeah, I'm not. I'm not high on them at all in this restart. I just don't know why they care about trying really hard to sneak into an eight seed when they've they've had a real struggling year. And then the bottom team, the the Phoenix Suns, they're six games out of the eight spot. They would really have to to jump, you know, four other five other teams just to be able to get into a situation where they would have to play uh, get a play in series. I like a couple pieces on the Suns. I like some of the things they did early in the season with some of their veterans. They just don't seem to have enough. Um, where do you stand with Booker?
1: I love Booker and I am still pissed to this day that the Pistons drafted Stanley Johnson over. Yeah,
0: Booker. I <laughs> am
1: still pissed to this day. And I remember tweeting it out. Just there's probably the, the, most assholest tweet I've ever sent in my life. And I was so <laughs> pissed. Just because like Booker's from Grand Rapids, has the Michigan ties, wanted to be a piston and everything. And the thing about Booker that he got in contact with a season ticket holder for the Suns and he went to their house to shoot baskets because they had a basketball court in their house. And to me that speaks that's cool. Volumes. Yeah. Of about Booker as the basketball player, and that's the type of guy like I want on my team and want to build around. And he's locked in; he's the future. Do I think he can be like the main guy on the team? I don't know. I don't think so.
0: Maybe you're one A. Yeah, maybe, yeah. If you have, if you've got more like a, a maybe someone who's a little bit more of a big or a wing who can play some defense too and doesn't need to handle the ball as much, you could have him be maybe like a but like a Jimmy Butler, even someone like yeah. any somebody else where. You, you feel like they might not be a one, but the two of them together can get you there,
1: you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. So, I just don't feel you can carry a team, and I, I'm completely with you, like, I don't even know why they got invited. Yeah, I mean, I think for them, it's just a development. Um, I want to see Bridges. Bridges had a little bit of a hitch in his shot, but they fixed it, and I want to see, like, did, did the hitch come back? Has he been working on it? You know, because it's such a three-point league, like, did he take the coaching and been working and has been working on it, or do you revert back to his old habits? And is T- Kelly o- Obray going to play? He's had a pretty good season, but yeah. I've I've read like I've read he's going to play. He's not going to play. He's going back and forth. I just think for them, this is just six games of developing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. This is just let's uh, let's see what some of the young guys can do. We don't really feel like we have a chance to win a title or even probably make it into the playoffs. So um, yeah, you know o- overall Western Conference thoughts the. The top teams. I'll be curious to see how much of LeBron, Davis, Kawhi, Paul George will will even see. I think you you want to get them on the court a little bit, get them back in shape, get a little chemistry. But you got to be very careful because you don't want one of these guys to get hurt in the eight games before you you even get a chance in the playoffs. And and then you know the team, some of the teams below them. It feels like we're both sort of high on Dallas, and I, I like what Oklahoma City's done and I, I think Houston is, is a, one of those weird matchups that could, could beat anybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the Western Conference is going to be way more exciting than the Eastern Conference for the first round because the Eastern Conference losing those guys has been depe- depleted, but, I mean, even if it's the Pelicans, or excuse me, the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, Lakers, I'm going to be intrigued to see Morant go up and try to accept the challenge of taking on that team.
0: Absolutely. He, and he, so, he had a, a couple games where they play the Lakers really, really tough this year What's nice when you see a, a team like um, the, a young team like that You got nothing to lose, right? Yeah. When you go in and you're playing the Lakers It's, hey, nobody's expecting this from us There's not a lot of pressure on us Let's just play some basketball And maybe we can steal a, couple, a game or a couple games from them
1: And then was it la- last year, like the Clippers played the um, the Warriors? Yeah, I mean, those were that, that. was an entertaining series. I thought. What was it? Four yep. two. Yep. I mean, and, that, and that was good basketball.
0: You didn't feel like the Clippers were ever going to win that series. No, but they they made Golden State work. They pushed them. They made sure that, hey, you're going to have to play good ball and not make mistakes to beat us. And that's the yeah. kind of thing that you need from a Memphis from a Memphis team to to show in this situation. Um, I think you hit it too, as a personal Laker fan. I'm terrified of of the, the Blazers and a, and a hot Damian Lillard Sneaking in and getting on a little bit of a run And then all of a sudden, game one Lillard throws up 45 And he beats you, and now you're going,
1: uh-oh Uh-oh And, and then you got Melo that can score You got CJ that can score I mean, they got guys that can They, they got three guys right there that can capable of putting up 30 Or all three mm-hmm. of
0: them and, up 30. And now with, with some of their bigs coming back You have Whiteside Now you have Nurkic, you have Collins all that does, they can't all be on the court at the same time. It just gives you options, right? Mm-hmm. It gives you it gives you mo- movement, versatility. Maybe Whiteside has some foul trouble because he's trying to, to defend Anthony Davis, and now you can have another body. You can bring Nurkic in to to, to use a few fouls on him and maybe stretch him out, out a little bit. So, yeah, um, much more intriguing. It feels like in the West because even the teams that are on the outside in, looking in in the West. New Orleans they've got they're a fun team To watch and discuss we've been talking About the Blazers they're a fun team To watch and discuss I with the with Sacramento they're young I'm Kind of high on them maybe having an Opportunity to sneak in based on the way that Their schedule is set up right here so Even the teams below the playoffs They're a lot more interesting you know Versus only Washington on the east so um, it, it felt like a tale of two conferences when we were when we were discussing the two of them because there's a lot more that can happen up and up to from top to bottom on the west side.
1: Oh, for sure. Um, let me ask you like a random question. Do you think like this was brought up to somebody? They're talking about the lower teams. Do you think they're doing like having a second bubble here in Chicago? Do you think they're doing that in case one of the teams gets COVID, so they have another team ready just to ship out to, to Orlando? fill
0: in to play some games if they have to or something like yeah. that? That's a very that's a great question. We've seen in the MLS, which is a different situation because they're just playing in a tournament, but we've had two teams already pull out of the tournament in the bubble situation because they've had so many players test positive for the virus. That's a good that's a great question. It's, I, I think, because baseball is going to be. Be able to have a ton of extra team players, taxi squad. They're going to have deeper rosters. They'll be able to to bring players in and out if some test positive. Will basketball? What'll happen if, like you said, what happens if one team, if there's five or six guys on the team that test?
1: Exactly. Like, do they? What's the next team, Atlanta? Do they ship Atlanta in their spot? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. It's a great
0: question, and and it's and you're and you're right. It might be one reason why they're having. Teams and players ready just in case. Hey, even if it's just to come in and fill a game, if if this happens before the playoffs, it, maybe it's to fill in and, and play a game as sort of a scrimmage or just to fill some TV rights, you know, or or, or the TV commitments, things like that. Who knows? Uh, that's a great question. And this is Eric, as someone who you bet on and you watch and play fantasy and all different games for all different sports. This next. Six weeks two months From now till keep our fingers Crossed the start of football And college football this is going to be Unlike anything we've ever Even imagined dreamed of Comprehended in a maybe Positive maybe negative way we just Don't know what the hell is going to go on
1: Oh I know there's so many question marks but You just got to have your fingers crossed that You know intelligent people are figuring out And they have contingencies in case Something does happen
0: Eric, buddy, this was awesome I really appreciate it um, Thank you so much again So let the folks out there know Where can we follow you Where can we uh, catch your podcast And um, give us your yeah, social media All that stuff
1: um, At Etoff21sports On Twitter, Instagram I have a website At etof 21 sports Where I put out my fantasy rankings And my podcast And all three of those platforms There will be links for it.
0: Awesome stuff, Eric, thank you so much, buddy Uh, We'll be uh, talking with you again in the next few weeks As everything gets back up into full swing Folks, don't go anywhere We have plenty more to discuss here on That's What G Said We're just going to hear from one of our sponsors Stay tuned Thank you to Eric coming on Talking Sports with us Uh, One of our go-tos when we have to discuss, break down Really analyze, you know, go team by team be hearing from him much more on That's what G said through the weeks Let's talk about one of our sponsors Thrive Fantasy right now Thrive Fantasy, a new DFS app For prop bets You build your lineup around a list of prop bets For each contest you choose From the list of prop bets That they have And each unique prop will have an over or an under Point value assigned And you will be rewarded that point value Example, will Tom Brady throw for over or under 250 yards Over will get you 100 points Under will get you 80 something like that That's how you build your lineup that's how the points Are accumulated and they have contests Where you can play in big contests Where you're playing against tens hundreds Thousands of other people, or you can play in small groups, you can play in head to heads, you can play in the free roll contest that they have where you actually win back money. And this is a site that I've checked out myself. I play in the contest there all the time. Right now, they have League of Legends stuff going on, they've got tons of golf PGA stuff they have. And when baseball gets back, when basketball gets back, when football gets back, they're gonna have different sports, all sorts of different contests every day, as for as little as a dollar, two dollars, five dollars. All the way up to $50, 100 $500 To get involved in contests Make sure to give them a look Right now you get a little free $10 bonus When you, you use the promo code GINO So it helps me out, it helps you out You get the $10 bonus, it makes me look good Because you're using my promo code GINO Make sure to deposit 10 And then you get a $10 bonus And some, some of these contests are $20 to enter So basically you put in $10 i will get you the $10 instant bonus right back You'll get that $20 entry fee You could take a shot on Thrive Fantasy Let's start talking some horse racing now Let's get you into Friday At Keeneland And don't forget Stable duel contest at Keeneland We'll go over that in uh, in just a little bit How we're going to build your stable duel lineup But first let's go through the card handicapping wise And Really the major plays for me Are going to start in race 3 and, and moving forward, because I don't, I don't really have the strongest outside of the box opinion in the first couple. So let's talk from the third on. This is a good race here. First level allowance race. Godzilla is a horse who, uh, from the rail, it's not going to be easy for a, a talented horse making his three-year-old debut. He showed some ability at two, and it's just look who the horses who he was defeated by. You know, Basin and Tis the Law, who have come back and run very well at the age of three. I'm looking elsewhere in here I'll take a little shot against Godzilla Who I think with this race under his belt He'll be a lot better moving forward He's down the line He's probably going to be the better The the best of this group One of the better horses in this group Give me Wild Poppet Wild Poppet's going to be cutting back from 7 furlongs To 6.5 I like the, another slight cutback after going a mile mile and a 16th Now seven, fur, Then 7 furlongs Now you cut back Look at who he hooked uh, a couple starts back More ready We saw from Moro came back and run a really good second um, At Keeneland More ready was a, one of a stakes following that And then came back to finish second Well beaten second But second against Graded Stakes Company behind Tacitus I think Wild Poppet's in a really good spot Enough speed To Put himself in a good position But he can actually pass horses I think with Godzilla He's got some speed and they're going to be fresh And they're going to have to go from the rail Hidden Ruler's got some speed You know they're going to be close up to it early. You don't think uh, Hero's reward should be too far out of it Alfie's, uh Solomon's Is going to be close So there's there's a good amount of speed in here And I think Wild Paul Poppet will hopefully be sitting Just off of it because of the because the fact there's a lot of speed, it also should set up nicely for breaking news. There's a very good opportunity that even Wild Poppet gets caught up in that pace battle and and if he can't sit break it or sit far enough, breaking news is gonna come and mow them all down late. So four eight for me. The seven I'll treat as a total wild card, trying the dirt for the first time, and maybe he can take back just a little bit off of a couple of the other speeds and sit. So I'll use those 3 In here, 4, 8, and 7 and I'll have them in that order in race number 3 Any exotics that you end up playing there In the 4th race, it's a Maiden Special Weight 5.5 Furlongs on the turf course Nothing too crazy for me here Just the 3 and the 11 To use in some of the uh, the multi-exotics So let's let's move to race number 5 the, the one Thirst for Life is a horse I'll throw in In some exotics He perks up a little bit Every now and then And he's capable of running a really really big effort On his best day What I like is his last couple have been better And he's shown a little more tactical speed In his last few So saving ground from the rail In a race that just does not seem to have a ton of speed On paper That's why my top selection is going to be the four Treasure Trove Who's going to go with Treasure Trove early I just don't I don't see who's going to be able to push this horse early on He should have uh, A length or two on the field and I think we'll see how good he is if he's going to be able to, to wire a group like this He he hooked a tough group two starts back at Oaklawn And that was off of a couple month break He ran into Endorsed and Bank It and Pirates Punch That group is way, way tougher than this field here That was a legitimate stakes caliber group This is an allowance group Treasure Trove trying to wire this field will use the four on top The seven bourbon resolution is rounding back into form. And what you can do when you look at him and his form overall, you can make legitimate excuses for some of the poor performances, right? He was in a little bit too tough in a couple starts. He went really long on the grass. You know, you can make an excuse there. He has races that were sandwiched by layoffs. He runs into Vacoma. And then he comes back with a really nice second place effort that should set him up very well in this spot. If they go. Quick, he doesn't have to be way out of it either. He has enough tactical speed to he he should be able to stay within striking range. So four seven the five Royal Mesa I'm gonna treat as a player here. Getting back to the dirt, sitting closer. He's proven at Keeneland. He got a little bit of a ra- uh, race under his belt off the little bit of a of the break last time out. I I uh, misplaced my phrases uh, there, but Royal Mesa fits. He, he, he fits, he just does He's coming off of a couple races where Looking at figures He, he just didn't run well because Yeah, he, he took a shot on the grass And you can cross the Kentucky Cup Classic out He seemed a little bit overmatched In there and then he just backs up Look at the races prior to that If you're playing him off of that form He would fit nicely in here Four seven five one. Those will be the horses I use in some of the exotics In race number 5 We'll bet the 4 Treasure Trove if we can get you know 5 to 1 or so on a horse who uh, I'm ex- I'm expecting to be loose on the lead. Race number 6, the 8 horse is going to be the top selection for me Candy Cornell. He doesn't love to win races, but he's always there and I and I think the consistency in this field drawn to the outside That should really do a lot for him There's a lot of question marks in this spot And I don't really have as many Question marks for a pretty consistent horse Like Candy Cornell who I think should sit The 7 I'll treat as a Wild card Almathar Horse who can absolutely jump up with a big Effort but doesn't really string Efforts together At least recently So maybe he can you know Shock at a decent price We'll use the 7 in some spots And then the one traveling Midas Was well defeated last time out But I should expect a a better effort this time He's got a little bit of speed from the inside He's going to turn back The key is the rail I hate that rail draw with a horse like this Who has the in-between speed But I think he has enough speed To at least put himself in a good position The problem is, is There's a couple horses right to his outside That also have speed you know The 2, the 3, the 4 They seem like they could all be be Lining up in here So I, it, I'm hoping Traveling Midas Just sits right behind him and, and then he could work out a great trip I would obviously much prefer him more if he were drawn towards the outside That's why it feels like Candy Cornell should sit a nice trip And Almathar cutting back to a sprint distance Is going to be coming from off the pace So I'm looking for horses who are going to be off the pace Because there could very easily be A scenario where the 1 the 2 the 3 the 4 the 5 all get caught up in it the 6 is going to be fresh also and then maybe the two outside horses are the only ones that are able to sit and and pass horses late Or the two of the outside horses the 7 and the 8 the 9 rubis is also on the outside he is another who has a little bit of speed i and he, he's coming back to keenland you can make cases for him as a as a longer price also i just don't quite like him as much so 7 8 let, let's go 8 Seven, one, and then maybe flop the nine in as a horse who has shown that he can sit and pass horses, especially at a six furlong distance. So, this is one of those races that could get really chaotic. Although it's six furlongs, there's much more of an opportunity that a horse may- can maybe outbreak the others and steal it. Six and a half or seven, you would really think it was going to fall apart. I still feel like with the tactical speed that the, the eight candy corn has, that, that's probably the one to beat. So in the Beaumont, the seventh race Speech is going to scratch out of the Beaumont Speech is going to be running on Saturday In the Ashland instead That to me makes Four Graces a real standout In here I could only see myself Using two different horses in this race It would be the three and it would be the six But I think the three is just worthy of singling now can, the, the, the only concern I have is Wicked Whisper is going to be fresh Off the bench She's really quick can four graces just sit right behind her If she can she should get a great trip In here It's going to be just a, a small field And I, I like what we've seen from four graces I think she's a super talented filly now She'll be really tough in here That's that's who I'm using in the Beaumont I'm, I'm, It's going to be a small field now It's not going to be a race I'm going to try to spread out and use three or four I'm going to use four graces And maybe on a backup ticket I use turtle tracks Because it, if Four Graces and Wicked Whisper go a little too quick early on. Maybe Slam Dunk from the Rail tries to go and tries to stay close, and they all they all get hooked up. Then maybe Turtle Tracks can come can roll in late. I would actually prefer Turtle Tracks over Sconson. Nothing wrong with what Sconson has done. I just if if that is the way Four Graces gets beat, I would prefer Turtle Tracks coming from the clouds. So the three. Four graces with the six turtle tracks. In the eighth race, it is the Grade One Maker's Mark Mile. Raging Bull, obvious horse to to beat in here. Tons of respect for him. Not a horse that I'm going to be trying to throw out of my pick fours or pick fives. So I think you you, you want to use him. I will include uh, the the six Everfast in some tickets. Who's going to be trying the turf for the first time? He's run really, really well in his two starts for the new bar and his two starts this year Jack Sisterson has done a great job with him So I'm, he's a wild card I don't think he, he's probably not good enough to beat a group like this Going a mile on the turf But I'm going to use him here or there just in case he shocks the world And for sure underneath The 10 War of Will is going to be my top selection though With drawn to the outside, I think he's got to go And then sit and the mile feels like it will be really perfect for him. I liked his comeback last time out. He was a little green. He was coming off for a while. He was, you know, he was fresh early. And now you're going to get back to Tyler who knows him really, really well. They're going to take the blinkers off. I think War of Will. People may see that he's over 5 and he hasn't won on the grass, but he's run well on the grass and he's definitely capable of winning if he's sitting close and if they don't go too far and and if he doesn't get hooked and he doesn't have a tough trip from that outside post. So 10 4 Eight, six, ten, four, six, and eight. Without parole, fits, he figures. He'll come running. And he you know, he just kinda had to wait a little bit before he was able to make his move last time out. That's what turf racing is. Whoever generally who gets the best trip wins, and then we want to play the horses who didn't who don't get the best trip next time out because they're gonna be a little bit more value than the horses who just got the great trip and won. Ten four 6-8 in the maker's mark What a Friday card with a couple graded stakes there At Keeneland, let's close things out In the ninth. I'm not going to uh, talk a whole lot About this race just because I think it's pretty wide open and I don't have The strongest opinion in the world I would just uh, recommend to use the 12 On your mark if you're playing a late pick 4 Or a late pick 5 This horse is quick and and you just got a really Really quick work in the morning You're dropping from Maiden Specials out uh, Down to the Maiden Claimers This guy could break from the outside And might just be a little bit better Than this group There is other speed in here But use the 12 just in case uh, If he if he breaks running They may all be running for a second and he, he could be doing that at a price 12 6 4 5 Eight, all variations uh, I'll be using in some of the uh, the multi exotics there. I'll probably play a pick five, uh, someone like this at Keelan and starts in, in race number five. Uh, one, four, five, seven. So that would be Thirst for Life, Treasure Trove, Royal Mesa, Bourbon Resolution. And I'll probably come back and play another one where I single Treasure Trove right off the bat. Then I can use all the horses I like the rest of the way through. Uh, on this ticket, we'll be able to, be able to just single four graces. So, in race number six, it would be one, seven, eight, maybe even the nine horse. uh, So, using three to four in there. In race number seven, we'll single four graces, the three. In race number eight, it would be four, six, eight, and ten to use. And then in race number nine, it would be four, five, six, eight, twelve, something like that. If you want to play a pick four, um, you know, you can do so. It just starts in, in race number six instead of race number five in a really strong Friday card at Keeneland With a couple graded stakes races And they have an awesome Saturday card That we're going to get to in just a little bit First we're going to get to some more Friday racing But before we do Let's hear about one of our sponsors Oldsmokeclothing.com Horse racing t-shirts, polos, hoodies, long sleeve shirts, zip ups, hats There's the Old Smoke Clubhouse Which is an exclusive membership that gives you t-shirts Horse racing themes gift, all sorts of package fillers And it gives you 20% off all orders at OldSmokeClothing.com It's a membership perk that you get when you join the Old Smoke Clubhouse You can show the horse racing fan in you They have customs there You can find horse racing names, big races, catchphrases It is a one stop shop for all the horse racing swagger that you need Oldsmokeclothing.com And make sure to use that promo code GINO It'll get you free shipping on anything that you get in there GINO, the promo code, gets you free shipping This is a really great thing for a gift for one of your friends or family members A loved one, someone that you know is a big horse racing fan Get him a a new shirt, a a jacket, a t-shirt, a hat. Tons of different options. OldSmokeClothing.com. Use that promo code G-I-N-O. More Friday racing. Let's head on over to Del Mar. It is opening day for Friday, July the 10th. Going to be a different Del Mar this year. Obviously, they're just going to be racing on the weekends. But we're getting a, a good couple of cards to kick things off I really like the Friday and Saturday cards at Del Mar Some strong opinions in a couple races And that's what we want Hopefully we can get a little separation Let's get to race number 1 I know, I I said I have a strong opinion I said I like the cards And in race number 1 on opening day at Del Mar What am I going to tell you to do? I'm going to tell you in the early pick 5 To press all This is a really contentious race to get things started It's a field of 8 in the pick 5 it's a group of 16 claimers It is not an easy way to start So When we'll have stronger opinions A little bit, not not far Later into the sequence Let's just buy a, a race that It's a field of 8, it's not 12 or 14 Look at the field Who's going to go favorite in here? There are 4 or 5 different horses That could end up going favorite You have a horse like El Juerfano who's taken a big Drop down, he's not been in the Greatest of form as of late. And then you have a slew of horses that are going to be between, you know, three to one and five or six to one. Not an easy way to start the Del Mar meet. Let's just go all in the early pick five in race number one. In in race number two, we'll use three horses in here the one, three, and the five. I think the three is the one to beat. I like the fact that she can sit off. She's got speed. She seems pretty versatile. To me, she's the horse to beat. The one is really interesting. I just wish she didn't have the rail draw. She is very, very consistent. She always shows up and gives you a good effort. She can show some speed. She can sit just off and press. I think today she'll be in that kind of pressing spot instead. But. Doing that from the rail, going five furlongs on the turf is not going to be easy. She's set for her third start of her form cycle. She just, there's a lot of things that are that are pointing to her running a big race. I just don't like the draw as much. Horses can work out of trips though, and and, I, and she has the opportunity to do that with the speed she has. So I will use her in in the pick five. We use the one Seaside Dancer along with the three. And then number 5 will be the other Mean Sophia I like that she's going to get off the rail She's drawn the inside in in 2 of her last 3 starts She's now going to go 3rd off the very very long layoff She's going to get back to the turf She was decent on the grass It was was a small field But she ran okay I like the fact that I know she can run on the grass I'm not worried about the fact that it was a small field She was 3rd in the field of 4 I'm hoping she gets the trip Where she's just a length or two off. Maybe she's sitting third or fourth if they're going quick early on. Let's hope Mean Sophia can also be in that in that striking range that I want for horses that are sprinting on the turf where they can put themselves into the race. So one, three, and five in a contentious little uh, six pack going five furlongs on the turf in race number two. Get a single in race number three with the four. We have a couple Baffert horses in here It's a maiden special weight going 6.5 furlongs Garth was a horse who was very highly regarded Early on He's been disappointing, he's been second in 3 of his 4 starts He has not raced since December I'm not worried about him Getting ready or being fit It's just 6.5 furlongs With other speed in the race Off of the bench is not going to be easy The other Baffert Midnight mystery, I think I like A little bit better, he also has speed he Is also going to be going 6.5 furlongs He'll do this for the first time Guards at least gone 7 but he didn't didn't Do it very well that day That was you know, Delmar Futurity It wasn't the strongest Futurity in the world But it was still a, against Graded Stakes Company So I'm going to lean to Charlito Who comes off of a good runner up effort Going 6.5 last time out So he got his prep race out of the way It was behind a, another Baffert, Cezanne Who came out of that race to win That's the very highly regarded Cezanne In his two back start He was behind Mo, Mo Forza and Never Easy And then in his debut Charlito was behind Wildman Jack and Truck Salesman We're going to see Wildman Jack over the weekend Running against Graded Stakes Company at Keeneland He's looked legitimate company In three starts This is by far the softest Field he's ever faced And he's going to catch a great trip Ray Ray's got Really good speed We know at least one of the Bafferts is going to go and that should just set up so nicely for Charlito. I'm gonna make the four Charlito my single in here. I really wouldn't be shocked if he ends up getting going off favored. But you just expect that the Bafferts take money because of, you know people are gonna bet Baffert always. So the two and the three will get bet, but Charlito will be the horse that we single in the early pick five sequence. And if he's five to two, we'd be very willing to bet him to win. In race number four, let's go three deep in here. I'm going to use the one, the five, and the seven. Jungle Roar. Uh, some of these horses all come out at this same June the 12th race on at Santa Anita in the fifth uh, the fifth race, going a mile on the turf. Jungle Roar, I thought was 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 fine that day. He he has the right to improve. It was just his first start on the turf, and two horses that came rolling late. He he kind of moved early into contention, and he didn't. It was better than it looks on paper So the one I'm going to use is The the price play in here Seven's going to be really tough I won't be tossing Tropical Terror out of any exotics He did come rolling late And he just missed So he's going to be one that'll be very difficult To Leave out of exotics And and leave off your tickets The five Cali Caliente is the horse I'm going to treat like a wild card His debut, he's completely missed the break He had no shot, put a line right through it Came back in his second start And he was sprinting on the dirt And he actually ran pretty well He got into it early He ended up tired and fading a little bit late But I like the fact that he was able to keep up with Horses sprinting And now he's going to be going a mile on the turf I think he'll be sitting really, really close in here and I would not be shocked if he's on the lead So the 5 I'm going to use on some tickets As a horse who could be swinging it Out there up front Maybe sitting behind hammering Lemon Who's also stretching out I just think Cali Caliente will be close in a race That doesn't have a ton of speed Look to the 5th race To close things out with 4 horses I'm going to go two, six, eight, and 9 The 2 Polar Wind in career start number two, I really like that victory. It was super impressive. Polder Wind, gonna go now second off the short little break. He fits very, very nicely in this spot. The six horse Dia de Pago. So I always love playing horses like this. Okay, obviously, you look back and you see he faced some really nice horses. So he faced, you know, multiple times he was in graded stakes he was behind Bolt Dioro runaway then Axman Flagstaff midcore really nice horses all of his races are followed by layoffs go back to September of 2017 layoff and then he comes back of April of 2018 layoff doesn't come back again till May of 2019 layoff back again on August of 2019 layoff March of 2020 layoff a few months comes back on June he ran really, really well Now he's got a race under his belt He seems like he's found a a spot that he fits I think this is a good level for him Not facing any monsters in here I love when horses have not had opportunities to put races together And then they finally do I think he's going to run a really, really big one here That's the 6 Dia de Pago Make sure to use him in your exotics, you want to have him on your ticket If you're closing that pick 5 The 8, row Namo First off the claim for D'Amato He's going to be tough I'm not going to leave him off the ticket I think the 9 As as a bit of a price So He wasn't awful last time out He's kind of even He's got a little bit of speed Again, and he's stretching out. I I don't think there's a ton of other pace in here. From the outside, he could be really close or sitting a very nice trip. I'm gonna throw him in as a flyer at a big price. The nine show business two six eight nine. If you want to shorten up, if you if the ticket's a little too big for you, um, especially because we're gonna go all in the first, then you know you don't have to use the nine. Who's the bomb in there? I, I would be okay with just two six and eight there, but. Uh, throw, the, throw the nine in some of your exotics or maybe even at least under if you can get a slice of this thing after uh, hopefully showing some early speed in race number two uh, race number six I'm gonna go I'm gonna bet the two super game in here. I like this two-year- old daughter of super saver. Corner always has a couple horses at Del Mar that seem to pop. This one is training really really well. He's this is his bread and butter getting horses early on. In their career to show speed, to be quick, to, to be precocious, always been excellent with this type. If you can get three to one, let's make a win wager on super game. And you move to race number seven, it's where you start the late pick four sequence there. They're gonna go a mile on the turf. I'm gonna use five, six, and eight. The five maximum rate, this guy this gal was really good. Early on she won her debut And, and looked like she wasn't going to be You know very nice filly She came right into graded stakes company beating a nose she won a grade 3 In her third career start And then she's tailed off a little bit since She's had some trouble She's, she's had a ride or two That weren't great And she was sent to the bench A couple times for a few months For whatever reason she did Now seems like she's rounding back Into form, I think getting out of Graded stakes company, she was freshened up A little bit, this is a Really good spot for Maxim Rate to come rolling and mow them All down, I'm going to use the 5 I'm going to use the 6 Z drop She just didn't get an opportunity Last time, she was in a bad spot Down inside, and then late she didn't Show anything, but it was because she didn't Have the chance to run when she had when she had a lot of run That was her first start since September So she was going to be a little bit flat late Use this 6 Z drop In some of your exotics The 8 strike at dawn Coming out of the Possibly perfect Turning back a little bit I think you'll get more punch with her late So let's go 5, 6, and 8 If you're playing that late pick 4 sequence Race number eight. I'm looking at a couple horses in here. The two dreams of valor, who overall is just probably the most consistent in here. He has a little speed, but he's passed horses before, and there's nothing really to knock about his last four starts or so. He's, yeah, he's a really solid contender in this spot. The three. And the four will be the other two. I mean, the four is the one to beat. Sash, I don't really need to sell you on this horse who has good speed and who's just been beaten at the level the last couple times as your beaten favorite. And the three, Silken Prince, is, is worth some inclusion as in, maybe of middle tier price, just from the way this race could shape up. If they go a little bit too quick, if there is some other speed. That, that pushes the four And if Sash isn't able to sneak away t- You know, turning back the seven furlongs If Sash doesn't really want to sit And gets caught up in it I think Silk and Prince Seven furlongs is a great distance for a horse Like Silk and Prince To catch some other horses Who are going to be caught in between Showing a little bit of speed So the three, let's use in Some of your exotics there too Two, three, four in race number eight Race number nine On your Friday opening day at Del Mar Spread out a little bit in here This is the ocean side I'll be looking at using combinations of 6, 7, 8, and 11 KP all systems go The 7 hit the road If you want to shorten up I think this is the horse to beat in here I really do This guy has a load of ability And he showed it last time I think sky's the limit He could be a legitimate stakes horse Graded stakes type Hit the road if you want a single, you want to shorten up The two horses that I would I would feel like I had to use In this race would be the 7 and the 8 Mainly because a Magician Is the kind that tries the grass for the first time And maybe he just gets out front And gets loose There's a couple others with speed But he might be a little classier speed so maybe he gets out front, maybe he's sitting Really close, I don't want him to be A horse that could freak on the grass and not use Him, so I would use 7 and 8 and everything If you want to go deeper, the 6 Would be the other one, the 11 would be the other one Haywoods Beach, didn't really love The ride that Haywoods Beach got last Time out, I was expecting a little more of an aggressive Ride, and I'm I'm thinking They probably try to get a little more Aggressive in, in this spot, so Six, seven, eight, and eleven. I would make sure to use the seven and eight, six and eleven if you want to go a little bit deeper. And we close things out. One, three, four, eight, and ten. I'm solely throwing the one tobacco road in as a horse who I used to I used to have really high hopes for this one. And I just thought it was funny that he shows back up here in Southern California. Don't like that he gets draws the rail going six and a half furlongs. I do like the turn back, and maybe he can just come running late. He's got some races that would beat this No doubt about it He just doesn't. Run, he just hasn't run well in a long Long time But as a bust out long shot Flop him in on some of your tickets if you can afford to do so I want to use for sure 3, 4, 8, and 10 Unbridled Sky The 4 already be good Both of them are big prices The 8 Dark Hedges First off the claim from Mark Glatt Who has been excellent as of late and the 10, Castle Gate, Who's the speed? Probably the one they'll all have to catch and beat The 5, Julius I don't love him I don't absolutely hate him So if you shorten up in race number 9 And you, and you go a little shorter and you maybe use 7 and 8 You probably want to use Julius in the 10th the as well I don't mind leaving him off He's one of those in-between horses on the drop He could win, but I, I do like some others a, a little bit more my ticket would be something like five six eight with two three four with seven eight with you know maybe we go one three four five eight ten and then something like five six eight with two three four with six seven eight eleven with three four eight ten. That's Del Mar Friday. Good luck on Friday. We're gonna get to an interview with Andrew Champagne in just a moment. With Andrew, we discuss. Pleasanton Friday and the late Pick 4 sequence over at Pleasanton Hope you enjoy our discussion On the Friday races over at Pleasanton Before we get there, let's talk a little bit about One of the sponsors of That's What G Said Sarah Candle Company C-E-R-A Candles.com is the website Their goal was to create a candle, 100% natural Clean burning, the highest quality That everyone can enjoy They are all natural soy wax free from the toxins that are found in a lot of the other leading candle brands So if you know that some of your friends, family members love candles Turn them on to Sarah Candle Company Um, I promise you they will absolutely love the scents They have 25 different choices This is a, a small business I know the people that created this company personally They have the best ingredients Quality packaging, affordable pricing Longer burning That's what happens when you get that all natural soy wax It burns longer And it holds your scent a little bit longer They also have The lead free wicks These candles are better for you And you're going to be doing a a good service To a a small business Who wants to help you out And wants to make your candle a little bit nicer A little bit healthier for you Make sure to use the promo code GINO It'll get you 10% off of your purchase Promo code GINO That gets you 10% off That lets them know that you heard about Sarah Candles right here It makes me look good It gets you a little bonus uh, With uh, saving a few bucks there SarahCandles.com Promo code GINO Friday starts the racing week up in Northern California at Pleasanton So to join me to talk about the late pick four up at Pleasanton Good friend, Andrew Champagne, you've heard him on That's what G said many, many times You've probably heard him on his podcast, Champagne and JD You've seen his writing all over, you've seen him on social media Andrew, my friend, uh, talking some no-cal racing Thanks for joining me
3: No problem, Pleasanton is one of my favorite tracks Not just in California, It's one of my favorite tracks in the country. Saratoga's one, Santa Anita's two. Pleasanton's probably three for a lot of reasons. I love the people there. They're some of the hardest working people in racing, the people at the California Association of Racing Fairs, and they've done a terrific job putting things together for this Pleasanton meet on very short notice. I'm not going to go into the details with the CHRB. If you want to purse all of the meeting minutes, you can do that, and you have far more patience than I do. But The racing office has done a great job getting this meet underway. They've got a seven-race card on Friday, and we're going to take a look at the late pick four, which starts in race number four. There is some overlap as the early pick four goes one through four. Again, seven-race card, first post, 2.45 p.m. First post for the fourth race is 4.20 p.m., so mid-afternoon on the Friday there if you're taking a look, or if you're on the East Coast A good way to start the weekend because I think this is a pretty good sequence
0: Yeah, and the one dynamic that I really like, Andrew uh, About Pleasanton and about some of the Northern California fairs Is with Golden Gate and the synthetic racetrack now Up in Northern California, there are a lot of horses Who only run on the synthetic and turf For long periods of a time throughout the year And then when you get the transition back to the dirt Maybe these horses are not quite at the level where they could come down and compete with horses at Santa Anita and On the dirt So they have to wait for some of the Northern California meets Maybe they go to Turf Paradise and then they come back up So you get a different, a really fun dynamic where Some of these synthetic horses might not qu- be quite as good on the dirt Some of the horses who don't have good form Recently, because they've been running on the synthetic They might jump back up You're able to find prices It's not been an overly chalky meet I, I like that That it just adds something Else as a handicapper when you're looking Into it going okay how is this horse Going to transition back to the dirt now since They've been running on the synthetic or maybe on the grass For a while
3: it's a really cool Dynamic that you don't see in a lot of circuits Elsewhere in the country you see It in Kentucky to a degree When horses come from turfway park And go mm-hmm. elsewhere that's one thing Presque Isle has synthetic as well sometimes You see Presque Isle to parks or some Of the Ohio tracks but The Northern California Fairs, most years, those are all dirt. You get Pleasanton, you get Santa Rosa, you get Sacramento, you get Fresno. Ferndale, right? Yep, Ferndale, one of the most fun tracks that I know Chris Griffin (laughs) loves to (laughs) call. It's a bullring up there. They do the Humboldt County Marathon at a mile and three quarters. That's about 9,000 laps. Uh, It's a pretty cool scene. Now, this year, it's going to be a little bit different. Pleasanton has absorbed Sacramento's dates So they're going to be running for An extra couple of weeks Golden Gate has taken over Santa Rosa's dates Santa Rosa has cancelled They're not going to be running there So Golden Gate is going to be running On the synthetic there So it's going to be a little bit Of a different dynamic this year But as you mentioned a lot of horses coming off of races run on synthetic surfaces or coming up from Southern California, maybe just a little bit too slow for some of the races at Santa Anita and Del Mar. They're coming up to Pleasanton. and There are guys who have strings in both places. Jeff Bondy has a couple of runners up in Northern California. Jonathan Wong, who won the game league earlier this year at Santa Anita, a former guest on Champagne and JD, the podcast that I do. He's got strings in both places. There's a couple of barns that are like that. And it's always interesting to try to figure out trainer intent because you know there are options leaving Golden Gate Fields. Do you go to Pleasanton for the shorter trip? Do you go down to Southern California? Do you maybe go up to Grants Pass in Oregon or Emerald Downs? There's a lot of options going on. It's pretty fascinating stuff. And we see a sampling of that in a couple of races in the Friday late pick four sequence.
0: So... In race number four we'll jump to $25,000 claimers they are going to go a mile and 70 yards And just talking to you a little bit before the pre-show I, It feel, uh, um It feels like we have sort of the same Approach in this first race in that I'm going to try to beat The favorite, the three Grazzi, who's coming off Of a couple of really nice races, a win on the grass A win on the synthetic, a couple starts back I mean you have a string of five races in a row Where this nine year old mare hasn't done a whole lot wrong But she's never been on the dirt To me and I don't know with her Running style if a dirt track Is going to be all that beneficial For her she's much better when she can Relax sit back um, And then make one late run I don't know if she's going to get the best kind of a Setup in here so I'm going to go Three deep I'm going to use the two The five and the six I'm going to try to beat Grazi I think Boonesboro Beauty Who just overall has some of the better Dirt form very consistent and should be sitting A good trip I do think the five Might be the one to catch in here that is Hal's buddy, and the six to me is a horse who I would even maybe be okay with with singling on a different ticket. But I, I do have some question marks. I'm okay with making some excuses for her last couple, and that Phoenix that she comes out of on December twenty uh, December twenty first down at Turf uh, Turf Paradise, a horse who won that race, came back recently and won up on the turf at Canterbury. A horse who was third in that race came back to win. It's become a really productive race. That was a strong one. And the races winning at Turfway, uh, Turf Paradise, right before that were really good. So for me, I'll go two, five, six. But we're both not necessarily in love with the favorite right away.
3: No, and I respect number three Grazi a lot. Fun horse to root for. That's really started to reach a new level ever since late last year. This is a horse that has won four of her last seven starts. With two seconds the one clunker Of an effort that she had was When she had a nightmare trip back in December At Golden Gate and even then she was Beaten two lengths so Mm -hmm. it's not like she ran Terribly this is a horse that always seems To fire the question is Where's the pace in this race Yeah I think the pace is number five Hal's buddy but it's tough to Be overly confident in Hal's buddy Because Hal's buddy's been the lone Speed in each of her last two starts And both times Grazzi's runner down so how much confidence can you have in that runner? Northwest Factor, the six horse that you mentioned, yeah, there's a lot of back class, but something that I've noticed is Emerald Downs and Turf Paradise Dirt Form doesn't necessarily travel well to Pleasanton. Yeah, that's a it's good a point. much deeper surface at Pleasanton. There was a horse last weekend that ran six furlongs in 109 flat, and that's one of the fastest horses in Northern California. If you go sub 110 at Pleasanton, you're... Flying this is a different kind of Surface and I also don't like that it Seems like a panicky drop second off The layoff maybe owner David Israel Isn't much for the the breeding game Though because for $25,000 If you're into the breeding aspect of things You can get a Philly by the factor Out of a Mr. Greeley mare That could be a legitimate broodmare prospect Especially given that she stakes placed A couple of times so cheap little plug There for the racing office but there Are some really good pedigrees in this race From a claiming standpoint Take Twirl, for instance, by Twirling Candy out of a Sligo Bay mare. There's some really cool stuff. You've noticed, Gino, that I haven't told you who I like, and that's because I don't have a clue. Al's this bigger is, brother. This is one of those things where the more I look, the more I'm like, okay. Number one, Pacific Strike has won two in a row. Wouldn't necessarily surprise me. No. Boonsboro Beauty has some early speed. Just missed against similar company earlier in the meet at Pleasanton. Wouldn't necessarily shock me. Grazzi's going to be the favorite. Has won two in a row. We talked about that one already. Kings Twirl. Seems to run the same race every time out. Was second at this similar level two back last summer. And it's safe to assume something went wrong that day because the claim was voided. And she didn't run again for almost a year. So she could absolutely win. Hal's buddy might be the lone speed. Have to use her. Northwest factor. Runs for the lowest claiming price this horse has ever run for. It's a six-horse field. I can't throw any of them out. I know there's a lot of people out there that don't like handicappers using the all button. And in big field races, I absolutely get it. There's no standout here. If Grazzi doesn't win, I don't know who does. And I'm hoping it's a price. I'm hitting the all button here. I'm rooting for a long shot. And I'm going to take a stand later on in the sequence with my best bet of the sequence who's a non-favorite that could be a separator single. So, I'm just buying this race. I yeah, think that's just... the logical play to do here if you can narrow things down later on in the sequence.
0: Yeah, if it's a six horse field and you can just shorten up in one or two of the other races, that's fine. It's fine with yeah. doing. It just it's all about ticket uh, ticket structure. It's just it's hard when you're dealing with 12s and 11s and 10s and no kidding. and, and, and yeah. you start throwing alls in there. That's when it gets a little bit uh, a little bit difficult. So, let's move on from race number 4. And, and the key, I think, a key in, in an all As you mentioned, you look at the horses who are probably Going to be the biggest prices in here You've got a sharp horse from the inside And you've got a horse who likes the dirt in the two who's not Who, who wasn't beat a whole lot in similar spots So when you can make cases for The longest shots in the field Then then it's nice to, to press all Especially if you got a stronger opinion a little later on uh, Race 5 $3,200 claimers, non winners of two They're going to go a mile and a 16th in here Who do you start with in this race, Andrew?
3: Well it's tough to look past the favorite That's number four Papa do run yeah. who crossed the wire first Here last summer was disqualified From purse money honestly I'm not Quite sure what happened there you'd have to look that Up but while the dirt record Says 0 for two that's not Entirely the case Papa Do run was second last time out at Golden Gate at this level was three To five that day that's not entirely You know confidence building but Papa Do Run certainly seems like the main speed yeah. in this race. Papa Do Run will go with Turnaround, number six in your program. And Turnaround hasn't won in a long time. This is a horse that seems to always find ways to run second, third, and fourth. From a pick four standpoint, I don't like including those horses. I just think they're the horses you throw on the bottom end of exactus and tries. And if they beat you, they beat you. It's a numbers game. The long shot that I'm going to use, in addition to Papa Do Run, just on the off chance Turnaround decides to go on a suicide mission Maybe number seven Tadeo Winds up going with those two as well I'm going to throw in number two Classic Champ Because Classic Champ is a deep closer Alvarado rides He's 38% on the meet As of this recording Classic Champ may have bounced a little bit Last time when fourth at Golden Gate And that wasn't a race that Papa Do Run Exits as well so he does have some Ground to make up but The faster they go early, the more classic champ figures to like it. And just on the off chance that the race completely falls apart, which it might do because these are not the highest quality horses. They're $3,200 claimers and they're $3,200 claimers for a reason. Mm -hmm. I need to be covered in the event that they go 23 to the quarter, 46 and change to the half and they wind up shortening stride turning for home. That's why I'm throwing classic champ on my ticket. 8-1 8-1 on the morning line and I think we might Get that price because the horses on the Outside half of the field are likely to take Money 4-2 for me in Race number 5 Pleasanton
0: I'm in complete agreement with you on the 4 Papa do run in that I think he's A favorite that you don't I'm not going to be trying to Beat there's very many ways this, that, that This race shapes up where he clears the field He's just better than this group and he ends up winning But as he said at the low Level with the opportunity that Maybe a horse right next door Um can Or one of the horses I think turn around two, two stalls down can can push him a little bit early I'm going to use a couple others in here The one of them For the same reasons that you use I'm using a different horse The five gimme space I'm thinking that if the race falls apart Maybe gimme space is the one Second off the short little break If you notice with his running line um, Last time out He actually was your favorite And he loomed He was sitting on the inside He loomed right up into contention and he got a big call It looked like he was going to gonna be a major, major player late And then he just flattened out And I'm thinking, you know, maybe he's going to be a little tighter With that race under the belt They weren't going that It, it was just a, a a tempo that was moderate, moderate tempo And he, I mean, he loomed up flat So I'm going to give him a shot If they go quick, maybe he runs them down The real... Wildcard horse that I I just wanted to mention A little bit, talk about a horse who's got Some funny running lines here, Tadeo On the outside, right? Yeah, for sure So he debuts at Saratoga In September of 2019 behind Governor Morris You know, a much tougher horse a Legitimate graded stakes type horse Then he goes to Churchill, he drops in for 50, he actually runs Okay that day, and then he Steps back up to a maiden special weight In the maiden special weight On November the 2nd at Churchill He runs into a horse named Bango And then another horse named Little Menace Two stakes winners in that race Um, Then he ends up dropping down He's in the claiming ranks for a little bit He breaks his maiden for a maiden 7500 on the synthetic At Turfway And then on his Ascent back up He runs into a horse named Dunf Over at Oaklawn Park who was an absolute monster for Deodoro for a few starts And Dumpf actually just went over and ran And he was fourth He ran in the Cornhusker, the Graded Stakes over at Prairie Meadows So for a horse who is in for 3200 at Pleasanton To have faced Governor Morris, Bangle, Little Menace, Dumpf He's had a, just an interesting career when you go through his races
3: I completely agree And I considered using Tadeo Because the first time he ran two turns was back at Mahoning Valley, in allowance company, and he won by two lengths. Ultimately, the more I looked at that race, the more I realized, eh, those horses just weren't gaining on him late. And I don't want to say he lucked into it because the fractions were legitimate. They went 47 and four to the half. But ultimately, last horse I threw out on the ticket, Mm -hmm. I think it's sort of a panicky drop by connections that have tried a couple of different things. I yep. like the fact that they tried turf with this horse two back because the theory goes if a horse likes synthetic, chances are they'll like turf. It was sort of one pace against starter allowance company at Golden Gate Fields. They went pretty quick that day, 57-2 for five furlongs. That's a good clocking there. They dropped the horse in for 62-50, going five and a half furlongs. And the horse loomed and looked very, very dangerous turning for home and just had nothing left. Ah, uh, there's a chance that Tadeo wins this race by three lengths and makes me look like an idiot. There's also a chance Tadeo goes early and stops badly and is just on the downswing. Mm-hmm. But if Tadeo runs back to some of the races that we saw him run earlier this year and even in late 2019, he's absolutely got a shot. I just prefer others in this spot. Yep,
0: yep. I uh, so I'll be four, five, and seven in here. The four as the one to beat. Five if they go a little too quick, and then Tadeo is just the the, the wild card who. Total X factor I mean Feels like a Ricky Bobby type horse Is either Like you said either going to win by three or just not show up At all um, so today oh, oh, A real wild card in this Late sequence let's move to race Number six we have 20,000 Claimers non winners of two here six furlong Sprinting Andrew where do you start In the sixth
3: I start and finish With the same horse I really Like number three cozy kid at nine To two on the morning line one of my Favorite angles is in play here the toss-two angle. This is how this works. Horse runs a clunker, goes away for a little while, comes back, winds up needing a race. Absolutely. Toss, I love it. Both You of can them. toss both of those races. Legitimate and excuses. Look at, and look yep. at the form that that horse showed earlier on in her career. They had high hopes for this one as a two-year-old. Her first start, she beats boys in open company at Golden Gate Fields by eight and three-quarter lengths. Gino, you know this as well as anybody Horses tend to bunch On synthetic surfaces You don't see many routes When you see a horse win by Eight and three quarter lengths at Golden Gate At and earn four and a half furlongs <laughs> Yep, and earn a 70 buyer number That's impressive It was impressive enough for them to try The Everett Nevin next time out Right here at Pleasanton That's a race against boys for state breads $100,000 race and she got bet that day. She was less than three to one, and she ran a credible fourth behind a horse named Lux Royal Flush, who I believe was a Doug O'Neill horse that ran in a couple of pretty big spots. So not exactly a, a race to really be ashamed about. They ran her at Del Mar, and that was a clunker. And there were logical reasons because we didn't see her again until March of 2019. She ran a couple of really good races at Golden Gate in 2019 and in early 2020. Two back. They stepped her way up in class to Optional Claiming Company, and they sent her a mile. That's way too far. She is not a miler type. She went early, had absolutely nothing left late. They put her away for two months. They bring her back on turf at Golden Gate. Again, you would think, synthetic horse, and try the turf. Well, she's not a turf horse either. Jamie Thomas is one of my favorite horsemen up here in Northern California. Does not have a big barn. 40 starts, 10 winners. That's a 25% clip. When Jamie Thomas gets a horse ready to run, chances are they're pretty well cranked up. I don't think this field is all that great for the level. And I think this race sets up for a horse that can rate off the pace a little bit. Just looking at this field, number one, Papaya, will likely show some speed from the rail. Number four, Full of Pepper has some early speed. Number five, Bounty of Gold is going to come flying out of the gate there. If that's not the first name Chris Griffin calls out of the gate, I think something's wrong. Number six, Macy Joe is also going to go. And number eight, Lasting Light has a little bit more speed than she showed last time out. So I think this race sets up for a stalking type that can rate off the pace a little bit and pick up the pieces. I know Cozy Kid can handle dirt. I know she can do so against decent quality horses, and I love the fact that David Lopez is riding. Lopez has been having a really good meet up here at Pleasanton. Nine to two on the morning line. I really hope we get that price. And in addition to being a single in my pick four ticket, I'll have some win money on this one. I'll be playing cold doubles with Papa Do Run from race number five in order to try to extract a little bit of value from that chalk. Number three, cozy kid is my best bet of the sequence, and I'm really excited to see this one run because, as you can probably tell by the tone of my voice, I like this horse a lot.
0: Yeah, good sell, man. Good sell on and and a horse that's on my ticket, no doubt about it. Too, I'm I'm going to be three deep in here, and the three is is on it for many of the reasons that you said. I don't even have to go into anything else. You you definitely uh nice.
3: Um, I earned the, my pay rate. Cool. You you, you <laughs> did.
0: Um, the other two that I'll mention are the two to the outside. A lot of the reasons what you said, I think Carrie's success is is gonna sit a trip. and she's she's just really consistent overall. She just doesn't really show up with any bad races uh, for, especially right now, and you mentioned Jonathan Wong. So Carrie's success, um, I'm gonna be using, and then I'm gonna be using the eight lasting light who is is a little sneaky in here. As he said, I think you can just toss that last effort They tried the synthetic, they tried going long The two races going long, it's just not what this filly Wants to do, two back sprinting On the turf, she actually came closing She. So what I like is I've Seen now from what she's done on the dirt at Emerald and what she's done at Golden Gate I know that she has a little bit of speed I also know that she can pass horses She's drawn to the outside Which generally when horses are drawn to the outside That'll give them some options Maybe they can go, maybe they can stalk off a little bit So I'm I'm hoping that lasting light is maybe sitting You know Third here um, behind Probably the five and the six who are going to be battling As you mentioned there is a good amount of speed in here So I'll use three horses the three The seven and the eight I'll be three by Three by three and then I'll try to close things Out with two as we move to race number Seven so I'll have a 50 cent pick for That'll be 27 bucks Andrew uh, Heading into the seventh race the Two that I'm going to try to close things out with Are the seven and the eight I'm going to go to the two outside horses uh, Again in here to use on my ticket To try to close things out I think Giant Mark is probably The quickest, probably the one That's going to get the advantage in here And a lot of these horses who have speed That that sometimes stop Or even if they get a clear advantage on the synthetic And they stop, I like giving them an opportunity When they get back to the dirt And last time Giant Mark was on the dirt Last summer, he wired a field up uh, at Santa Rosa In August, so if he's able to clear, he could be tough to run down Towards the outside I think Maximilian, who's going to go first Start off the claim now for a really good claim Barn, Maximilian had been facing better And they dropped down And it seems like the 5000 level was a, a good spot That seems like where this one fits And so now you're going to go to the $4,000 level So you're, you're in a similar spot For a barn who's really excellent first off the claim I'll try to close out this pick 4 Using the 7 and the 8
3: This is a really cool betting race to end the sequence. I do not envy the job of Chris Griffin, even on normal days, but trying to figure out which of these horses is going to go favored, it's a real puzzle because this is actually, I thought, a pretty strong race for the $4,000 beaten claimer level. There are some nice horses in here and a number of horses that have done a lot of really good work. I'm going five deep. And I have to tell you, it was sort of reluctant to cut the three horses out that I didn't use. If I single Papa do run in race number five, which I thought about doing until Mm -hmm. I realized the single all single all, maybe. Yeah. The Kurt Hoover style ticket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Two singles, two walls. But my top selection is actually number two. My friend, George, my friend, George, fun horse to root for 12 wins and 50 lifetime starts has made one hundred thirty four thousand the hard way. But this is a horse that loves the dirt. These connections have been waiting for the fair circuit because on fast dirt tracks over the course of his career, my friend George, three for nine, eight in the money finishes. Now, the question is, is my friend George sort of past his peak? If you look at the running lines, he's run up against a lot of these horses in the past Last time out, he ran fourth, beaten two lengths by Aztec Warrior, a horse that I had a tough time throwing out, but ultimately finally decided to do and will likely make me pay for that. But (laughs) I think my friend George will love this dirt track. In fact, I already know that he does in two starts at Pleasanton. He's got to win in a second. So at a price, I like my friend George. I am using the two outside horses that you mentioned as well. The other two that I'm throwing in, our number one cool hunter who showed some speed last time out against a better group at this mm-hmm. route. I think early speed on the inside for Dwayne Baker and underrated barn will make that an asset and we'll get a run out of him at a little bit of a price. I am going to use number four speed saver, although I'm not sold on him from a value standpoint, simply because I just think he's better on turf and synthetic, but given some of the races that he ran last summer against better horses, I couldn't leave him off the ticket. I understand people that do. And in fact, if you subscribe to the other, insert trainer here angle, Isidro Tamayo has number four speed Saber. He also has number eight, Max in a million, who was claimed last time out and runs back here second off the layoff. I actually like Max in a million a little bit more. I think one of those trainees of Isidro Tamayo's is going to go off favored. Which one, I don't know, but I need to have them both on my ticket. One, two, four, seven, and eight for me. It's a $30 ticket, and I'm hoping we catch a price early, a price late, and that my single in race, number six, number three, Cozy Kid, comes running late to pick up the pieces at a little bit of a number, and maybe this will pay a little bit. Pleasanton has had some really nice late pick four payouts of late. It's a smaller track. Maybe it's not necessarily something you're looking at with opening day at Delmar on Friday. Take a look at this card. There's a lot of value here, even though the field sizes may not necessarily indicate that. I think there's a chance this sequence pays a pretty decent amount of money. And if Cozy Kid comes home, I'm going to be live to a really nice chunk of change.
0: I'm going to read my ticket and then we'll have Andrew read his one more time before we get out of here. So, starting in race number four, it's a late pick four on Friday at Pleasanton, July the 10th. I'm going to go two, five, six with four, five, seven with three, seven, eight with seven, eight for a 50 cent base, it's a $27 ticket. Andrew, we're both in that same range. I think you said your ticket with the single is 30 bucks.
3: Yeah, it's30 dollars uh, all in race number four, with two and four, with three, with one, two, four, seven, and eight. So once again, look at scratches for race number four especially. that might alter the cost of this ticket and bring it down a little bit. but I also advise you, I like Cozy Kid, I'll be playing that one straight to win as well, as well as in doubles. There's a lot of ways on this wagering menu that you can try to squeeze some value out of some of these horses. I advise you to take a look and pay close attention. It's a fun circuit to handicap. Love Pleasanton. Love the people that are there. Looking forward to the Friday card.
0: Andrew Champagne, give us uh, your plugs one more time. Where can we follow you online on social media if we want to talk some racing and, and see what you've got?
3: Sure. Twitter is at Andrew Champagne. Website is andrewchampagne.com. A lot going on over the course of the next couple of weeks on Champagne and J.D., my podcast on YouTube this week. J.D. Fox and I will take a look at the Saturday card at Keeneland. A lot of stakes races going on there, and it gets even better next week because Saratoga starts on Thursday. That's my bread and butter. I'm an upstate New York guy. You'll see my analysis in the pink sheet if you're up there. And I'll also have a whole lot of stuff up on andrewchampagne.com and on my Twitter. Really looking forward to it. Uh, it's tough to say that racing's getting back to normal. In a lot of ways, it's not. But seeing Saratoga come back, seeing Del Mar come back, seeing the folks at Pleasanton do what they can to put on the best cards that they can, it's reassuring. And hopefully, we're going to see the light at the end of the tunnel soon. But... If I can maybe get preachy here for a moment. If you want sports to come back, please wear a mask. Thank you. I'm not asking yeah. for a whole lot here. If you want sports to come back, do your part. You do you all do me doesn't work in the face of a pandemic. No. Please wear a mask.
0: Doesn't the the the, the... Hey, this world is supposed to be where we all have differences Of opinion and stuff like that. that's That's fine for horse racing That's fine for when we're talking about the Lakers against the Clippers That's fine when we're talking about things That may not end in somebody dying in, yeah. in, in somebody getting very ill You are someone who knows You have been personally affected by this I have a couple people that I know That have gotten sick, that have passed away You have a family member that has So again, we're not trying to be preachy But we, we, we want the world to get back to normal Just like everybody else does And the, the way to do that is Hey, just be a little bit overcautious. Even if you have to be overly cautious, I'd rather be that than be on the other side where, if you're wrong about what you're what you're saying, what you're preaching, what you're thinking, it could cost somebody quite a bit. So, hey, man, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that, and thank you again. Always one of my go-to's when we need anything. Wrestling talk, uh, racing at any places. Thanks a lot, buddy. Good luck this weekend. Tons of horse. I mean, we'll be it. At- Pleasanton, we'll be at um, you know Belmont Park, we'll be at Del Mar With opening weekend, we'll be at Keeneland I know there's stable dual contests all over The place that they've got going on, so There is just a ton, I think The next few weeks are real key too because We're going to get baseball, well, hopefully We'll get baseball, we'll get Fingers, basketball back and eyes Fingers crossed, crossed. On
3: all of crossed Racing,
0: I mean- Racing's got to capitalize Right now, and because we do, Especially right now, for the next few weeks With everybody watching
3: Yeah, I mean We're also allegedly going to be getting basketball back at some point soon. Gino, I got to tell you, looking at some of the tweets Uh, from inside that bubble at some of what the NBA players are eating, you really think LeBron James is getting that on his tray as part of his meal? I don't think so. I'm trying to be as cautiously optimistic about all this as possible because I want basketball back. I want baseball back. I sure as hell want football back. I've got a fantasy football title to defend. But it, it, saying that that stuff is certainly going to be coming back, I can't do it. Yeah, I just can't do it, it's, and it's, nobody can. You it's can hard to be you have there. Plans, yeah. You Yeah. Say you have plans. That's fine. But what until happens, I see it, yeah.
0: Until I see it, I'm I'm, I'm having a, a hard time believing it, especially someone like basketball who's had to move from you know. Workouts where they were working out with one person Not even able to get the ball and rebound It and pass to we're going to be Five on five full court in just a few weeks I don't know I don't know We'll, we'll yeah. see but I will say horse racing For uh, an industry And a game that we love a sport that we love And I will be hard on it And you will be hard on it we've Recorded a, a, a you know a couple Hour show and you read, wrote an article Where we went through all a bunch of Different ways to help save it they have done a pretty good job Over the last couple months With nothing else around To run a smooth ship Most places they've, they've done a really good job With the mask, with the social distancing And let's hope um, we, We've been lucky that we've had horse racing Throughout all of this To focus on and to play um, Without anything else going
3: Yeah, and it's a case where Credit to the tracks that have adjusted Specifically the ones that have been running On Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays Understanding, hey look if we run on Friday, Saturday, Sundays With the big boys We're going to get creamed Let's run at these times On these days And let's see what we can do And that's not just the thoroughbred world Scioto Downs, the harness track Has been doing a lot of things To drive their handle up And it's been working If you're in horse racing marketing And you want to see how to build a brand For what is perceived as a smaller track Look at what Scioto's doing And take notes That's Pruitt, right? Yep, Gabe yep. Pruitt He does a Send great job Send Army
0: He does a great job there, love Gabe So, um, Andrew, buddy, thank you so much again Have a great weekend, and we'll uh, we'll talk Next week again with more wrestling
3: If I don't win a stable duel contest, I hope you don't either
0: (laughs) (laughs) You jackass, I love you (laughs) Love you, buddy You you have a good one, buddy, we'll talk soon Uh, Don't go anywhere, folks, we have a ton more racing For Friday and Saturday to discuss One of the sponsors of That's What G Said podcast is Cindy Carava, a full-service realtor, and I am here over in Glendora at Coldwell Banker with Cindy Carava. Cindy, how was 2019 for you? Tell us a little bit about what uh, what kind of stuff you were working on.
4: Hi, Gino. Thanks for having me. Uh, 2019 was just really great. Uh, I had a great year uh, selling homes all the way from Altadena, Arcadia, Monrovia, out to Upland and Ontario just recently. Um, the market has, has been uh, really good. Um, we're looking forward to 2020 with an increase in home prices about 5.8% this year opposed to last year where it was a little softer. We saw uh, more like homes averaging about 3.5% in increase in value. Um, it's also looking great for buyers. Uh, the interest rates right now are going to be staying under 4%. So if you are been on the fence about thinking about buying a home
0: And You're all over the internet, social media Websites, let us know some of the places Where we can find you, I know I've seen some Reviews on Yelp and on Zillow Everyone always has positive things to say Everybody hears me raving about you all the time But where can uh, everyone else find out information about you Or contact
4: Thank you, Gino. Yeah, I am on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, And uh, you can contact me on my website, which is www.cindycarrava.com or my email, which is cindyc.realtor at gmail.com. Or feel free to call or text me on my cell phone, which is 626-394-6400.
0: Cindy is awesome. She's one of the kindest and most genuine people I've ever met. I promise you, you will enjoy every minute you interact with her. So thank you very much, Cindy. Uh, appreciate all of your support from That's What She Said podcast.
4: Thank you, Gino. Have a great day, everyone.
0: Big thank you to Andrew for talking some Pleasanton with us. You, If, if you're a little confused, we discussed um, – I recorded the old wrestling rewatch this week with Andrew. We talk about King of the Ring 1998, and we, we recorded that, and then we recorded the the Pleasanton afterwards. So we talked a little bit about um, in both of those how you know we were going to talk wrestling and talk Pleasanton. But we're I'm actually going to because the old wrestling rewatch doesn't isn't time sensitive. I'm going to play that on the show next week at the beginning, and uh, this week I put the basketball preview on instead because. Maybe players get hurt, maybe something happens Players test positive, we have more news That way I can update the basketball news next week And we can have that uh, old wrestling rewatch So if you want to follow along with our old wrestling rewatches Go watch WWF King of the Ring 1998 Andrew and I discussed that show for a while And that'll be up on next week's show On, when it'll come out like Tuesday Tuesday, middle of the day, Tuesday evening Let's get to Stable Duel for Friday. So it's been a week now for Stable Duel. Things are going great. One thing that I love uh, working with Stable Duel so initially, there was a deposit fee when you would make your deposit to load up your account. And a lot of people were complaining about the deposit fees. They reached out to Stable Duel, and you know what they've done? They heard the customers and they, they removed it. So there's no more deposit fees with Stable Duel. Working. With a company like that And just Being able to see a company like that Out in In horse racing in general eh, It makes me so happy Because a lot of A lot of folks don't do that They don't hear the feedback And and they and they don't change things And that's what, what is really great about Stable Duel They're for the fans They want to make sure everyone out there That's playing is having a good time That is jo- enjoying the game So Let's get into Friday Here's what you get on Friday at uh, at Stable Duel There are 3 different games that you can enter For a $5 entry fee you can play Stable Duel at Laurel Park And for a $10 entry fee or a $50 entry fee you could play Stable Duel at Keeneland So they're getting a little bit bigger entry fees now We're going to see a $50 entry fee Friday, we're going to see a $100 entry fee on Saturday and they're going to always generally have a smaller entry fee either 5 or 10 for some of the smaller players that way some of the bigger players that want to get in and play against each other in the bigger pools can do so and there there's no difference in the $10 game versus the $50 game it's the same thing you're just playing in a pool of of a different uh, select group of players that has entered you know whether they're entering for their Five tens or 50s So let's go to the Keeneland Friday game Let's talk about how we're, we're going to build our stable and, and some of the horses that I'm looking at uh, On Friday at Keeneland So in race number 1 I'm A couple horses to me that that jumped out I'd be looking at the, the 4 My Man Flintstone at 8,500 I prefer Busy Channel at 7,500 I don't really love any of the other like longer price horses in this race So I would be okay with spending up a little bit In race number 1 There, um, in the second race I like situations like this where you get an entry You get 2 for 1 with Stand Tall and Rearrange I would give a look to, to The entry in here I'd also give a look to Fashion Mo If you want to go a, a little cheaper Fashion Mo is $3,000 uh, With that 8-1 to one morning line So again, one thing we're trying to do here um, At Stable Duel when we're playing in these contests We're trying to find horses that are going to get bet down If a horse is 6, 8, 10 to 1 On the morning line They're not going to cost you as much To to be a part of your stable If you can project in your head If you think they're going to go off at 2, 3 to 1 Much shorter prices than they are Those are the horses who you want Because you're going to be getting value on them They're going to go off at shorter prices than Than what they should have been in your salary cap That's what you're looking for some sort of advantage like that. You want to look sometimes for shorter fields too. Situations like this, shorter fields mean you have a better opportunity of hitting the board or picking up more points. I'm someone who likes to go one one horse in each race if you have 10 races. My feeling is even if you don't like the 5th, 6th, 7th race, you want to give yourself the opportunity for the maximum amount of points. And so that's why I'm always Using one horse in each race Unless there are 8 or 9 races Where you're forced to double up a little bit So let's get to race number 3 Horses who I'd be looking at in here I like Wild Poppet who would be 3,000 I'd be giving a look to the 8 Breaking News, if you want to spend up a little bit more Of the top tier horses, for me it would be Breaking News at seventy two hundred or 7,500 I'd prefer Breaking News there Over Godzilla at 9,200 And then Alfie Solomons would be The other one at 6 grand So it would be 4, 8, and 7 for me in race number 3 in uh, in the 4th I would only look at using two different horses in, in race number 4 I would prefer the 11 Golden Voice at 5000 the first or for Gafle- uh, for Make- maker with Gafleona board and the other would be the expensive Guanake at 9200 In race number 5 I think we have a uh, a couple opportunities in here to maybe Shorten up a little bit on our salary cap And not have to spend quite as much In this fifth The 4 Treasure Trove at 3000 With a, a speed advantage in here I like Royal Mesa at 5000 Right about what your average should be Thirst for Life at 3000 Down on the rail I'd be fine with Bourbon Resolution at 8000 Fits fine If you have the money to, sp- to, to spend in this race Go for it I just felt like this was a race that had a couple other Very appealing shorter Shorter prices, so I would Definitely lean towards the 4, 5 And 1 over the 7 In this spot, now remember Picking the winners Here in In Stable Duel is a little Bit different than betting and horse And going through a pick 4 pick 5 Sequence, because there are some horses That you think are going to win, but they're just not worth Using in and in, in Spending up on, especially when you only need To be one of the top 5 to get to pick up Some points here in Stable Duel Race number 6, couple horses that I would look to The 8, Candy Cornell If you want to spend up, that would cost you $7,000 i am okay with the 7, Almenthar, Who I feel like should get a nice trip in here The 9, if you don't want to spend anything You only have to put up 500 bucks for Rubus The 1, Traveling Midas, it's $6,000 I would prefer the 3 outside horses in here though Based on their prices Four Graces would be the one for me In a short field like this with Speech being scratched and rerouted to Saturday It feels like Four Graces This is a really good spot to get uh, To get some nice points Should be sitting just behind Wicked Whisper And feel like this one's going to get Give you a great opportunity to hit the board At a short price in a short field So this will be a horse I'm definitely fine with spending up on At 8,000 four Graces Race number... Eight is the maker's mark mile. I like War of Will at that five thousand price. You'll get good speed. I think you'll get a good run for your money there. Raging Bull would cost you ninety two hundred. That would, you know, obviously I'm not going to talk you off using a, a a very logical winner in here. At least with 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 parole, you get a, a little less. Uh, you only have to spend eighty five hundred there. So I'd probably lean to without parole. Over raging bull and then if You're just looking for a, a shot in the Dark maybe ever fast it would only cost you 500 but I would like war of will At that $5,000 price In race number 8 and then To close things out in race number 9 You could look to The horse who I think from the outside is going to Get you some good speed and that's the number 12 on your mark Who will only cost you 500 bucks the eight two by two would only cost you five hundred, so a couple opportunities to maybe spend early and then not have to spend a whole lot late there. If you do want to spend late, I would go to the six back shot, the four major attraction, not much less there at seventy five hundred. And then the 5 die deep at 6000 So 4, 5, and 6 if you want to spend up a little more If you don't have enough to spend And you just want to complete your lineup With something cheap at the end Maybe it's the 12 on your mark Or the 8 2 by 2 That's your Friday Stable, dual, Keeneland Thoughts and don't forget you can also Play over at Laurel Park for a $5 entry fee, $10 entry Or a $50 entry fee into the Keeneland Friday Contest Let's get to some Saturday racing Big Saturday over at Keeneland Um, In race number one I'm going to use a few Horses the one Rogue Element Uh, I just love some of the Races that he's coming out of yeah he's Been well defeated in some of them but he's Took some tough tough foes Uh, I think he's going to be right on the front end Just give him an opportunity to show a little Bit more in here the Four Civil Servant Logical contender The eight Looking at Liberty, the one to beat So 1, 4, and 8, nothing crazy, nothing outside the box in race number 1 Let's get to the second, where I like the 5, the first time starter Palazzi, the dam of this one was 4 for 11 With 4 seconds and a third, she was nice She earned 243000 she won her career debut She was a multiple stakes winner, she was multiple graded stakes placed She won on the dirt, on the synthetic, and on the turf I think Palazzi is going to come out ready to rock and roll in here I'm expecting a big effort from this guy first out of the box We'll use the 5 Palazzi We'll use the 9 who was really really good in the debut Was a a fine second Any improvement at all there will make the 9 really tough So it'll be 5 and 9 in race number 2 With some win money on Palazzi if we can get around 4 to 1 In race number 3 it'll be a spread out race uh, a little bit here The one tipsy gal will be on some tickets The three she can't sing The four remanded Training really well to put two starts together She Came from off of the pace But she's got a little bit more speed than she showed in the debut And last time out I think she just needed the race She got a little bit tired She actually was coming out of a a tough race We're going to see Sconson facing Stakes Company Miss T2 went over to face Stakes Company Saw a compelling uh, smile come out of that race to win So use the four as a, a price on some of your tickets, I'm going to use four three nine. The twelve golden curl, I I hope Julian does what he did last time and put her right into the race and sit close from the outside on the turn back. Without race under her belt, she could be very very tough. Unfortunately, sometimes he likes to take horses back a little bit. I'm I'm hoping get aggressive. And put Golden Curl right into the race 4, 3, 9, 12, and 1 Tipsy Gal That's uh, who I'll be using in the third race there Just too deep in the Appalachian For me The four Alms Respect this filly quite a bit She just had a tough trip from a tough post Last time out Won't have that kind of an issue in this small field There's not a lot of speed In here Alms isn't exactly slow And I think she will be sitting closer She'll probably be asked to do so I'm expecting Evil Lynn Sharp, the one to catch in here I think she gets loose out front Coming out of a productive race Two backs, she faced a lot tougher At Oaklawn Park on the dirt Perfect on the grass so far Maker off the claim, stepping up Many things to like About the three Evil Lynn, we'll make a win wager If we can get around 7-2 to two. The fifth race is the grade one Madison Guarana no doubt the one to beat. Her return race was very good. She just she's a nice animal. I don't really have any knocks on her. The 9, I find a little interesting in here. Amy's challenge. Yeah, she I I think with the the jock upgrade today with Joel jumping aboard, he may just handle this mare a little bit better. Maybe he can get her to relax on the front end. What I mean by that is just Get her to show the speed, but maybe be able to dole that speed out a little bit more. And if Mia Mischief cut turns back up, maybe takes back a little bit, going seven furlongs, trying to save a little something late, Amy's Challenge, I, I think, has an opportunity to sneak away. Let's go nine Amy's Challenge, the five Gorana. If they go quick, Sally's curling Completely respect this filly She will come running and she can mow them down late 9-5-3 And then the 7 Mia Mischief I don't love Mia Mischief though in this spot I thought her last effort was a little disappointing In a race where On paper she was going to be really really tough In there and she was just a little flat So Let's go 9-5-3-7 With 9-5-3 in a lot of the exotics So early pick five, if you're playing on Saturday, go something like 1 4 8 with 5 9, with 1 3 4 9 12, with 3 4 with 3 5
1: 9.
0: Race number six begins a late pick four, a pick four sequence that's an all graded stakes pick four. And then there's also a late pick four that you can play that starts in race number seven. So in the sixth race, I thought this was a really difficult race The top tier of horses for me Are the 7, 8, and 9 Bound for nowhere, it looks like the one to beat I think Fast Boat at anything over 5 to 1 Is the one to bet with his versatility Texas Wedge I feel similar about With Fast Boat They just feel like they can Put themselves in a good spot They're consistent and I think they can win From anywhere and I'm hoping They're just sitting a couple lengths out of it They always seem to put themselves in a good spot the bomb of the five just might, he can compete with these horses on his best. Throw the five just might on some of your tickets. He's fifty to one on the morning line. He beat fast boat just a couple starts back. And he's he was behind well abled who's quick and he had a little trouble in that start. This horse should not be a fifty to one shot in here. The two wild man Jack, he's tough to really knock. What what has he done wrong? The eleven, Tiger Blood, that kind of speed is very difficult to dismiss. And then you come into a, a good barn off the claim, going on the grass. I mean, I'm I'm using seven, eight, nine on one ticket. Another ticket, it would be something like two, five, seven, eight, nine, eleven. We move to race number seven, and we get. The Ashland here The grade 1 Ashland Venetian Harbor 6-5 on the morning line And she's the one to catch Her most recent defeat Came when Swiss Skydiver Was able to sit off and, uh, and pounce In the fantasy And Venetian Harbor Will probably have to deal With and Vuitton Who's not nearly As quick as Venetian Harbor is Speech who's more of a presser and then I don't know what tonalist shape is gonna do. But I kind of think she's the wild card in here. I feel like tonalist shape doesn't get a whole lot of respect. And she just keeps winning races. So I'm gonna make sure to use the five on my tickets tonalist shape. I prefer her to nothing wrong with Bonnie South. She could win, and Vuitton could win. To me, this comes down to Venetian Harbor, tonalist shape, and speech. I like Speech the most. I just think she might again be caught chasing like she has in her last few. Can anyone really put the pressure on Venetian Harbor that would be needed to soften her up a little bit? I don't know. I see this race six five two. I like Speech the most. I Venetian Harbor. I can't dismiss. Tonalist Shape feels like a wild card. One that I'm, I am I think she's going to run a big race In here and I would not be shocked If she's right there at the wire Let's get you to race number 8 This is the grade 1 Jenny Wiley Mile and the 16th on the turf course here And we will have rushing fall Who is awesome 5 year old mare she's 9 for 12 She made her first start of 2020 Back on June the 3rd And she was super impressive She's got good speed She can come from off the pace if she has to But you expect her to be pretty close to it She likes Keeneland She's 4 for 5 here This is not an easy spot though You can look up and down this field I'm going to use the one Secret message who is 15 to 1 And the longest shot in the field on the morning line Or second longest shot in the field on the morning line Lasagna is 30 I can see A version of this race Where Rushing Fall goes to the lead. Julie Olympica is going to be going to the lead. Toinette trying to sit close to them ends up getting a little bit, ends up getting caught a little too much on the front end. And Juliet Foxtrot. Now all of a sudden, those four pretty nice horses could all be pretty close up, pressing each other, and a horse like Secret Message who can drop way out of it, save ground from the rail, and come rolling late. I can see versions of this race That she wins it I'm using her To me Toynette gets the best trip I think The way I'm projecting this race is Toynette isn't as quick as the other ones I mentioned Julie Olympica is probably the fastest Rushing Fall maybe next And then maybe Juliet Foxtrot behind them Toynette should be stalking She's actually beat Rushing Fall before In the Edgewood at Churchill Couple years back She's won here at Keeneland She's a top quality mare too She's done very little wrong We don't see her a whole lot In, in the big races so we forget About a, a, a mare like Toynette I think she's capable of, of Competing She's shown that she can beat rushing fall I, She's competitive, She's. I think she's capable of being Competitive with the best out there Toynette, we will use On top the eight. She's around 7 to 2 I'll probably make a win wager We'll use the 8, the 4, and the 1 The 3 of those in our late Exotics here at Keeneland in race 8 Race number 9 is the Bluegrass We're going to get the Philly facing the boys Swiss Skydiver She's been excellent She's won 3 races in a row All 3 graded stakes Now she's going to try to go a mile and an 8th for the first time She's going to try Against the boys for the first time And she's going to deal with some other, you know, quality, probably different kind of speed than she's seen before. I'm I'm not using Swiss Skydiver in, in my late exotics. If she beats me, she beats me, and I'll I'll be very happy that she won. I don't think Basin's getting a whole lot of respect here. And let's go through his career. Beaten a nose in his debut, comes back and wins in his second start, wins the grade one hopeful in career start number three. Really nice 2 year old season Returns and makes his 3 year old debut in March In the Rebel, behind Nadal, in the slop He actually ran really well that day He was kind of in between horses, he took a shot It was a good return to the races I absolutely loved him on April the 11th in the Oaklawn Stakes I thought he was the horse to beat in there He broke really well from the inside He was sitting in a great spot And he just was not asked at all I did not love the ride at all from Giroux On on Basin that day Got stuck, got shuffled Came on, it was was just not Not a fan He ran really well in the Arkansas Derby Chasing Charlatan all the way around the track He held second that day He was probably asked a little bit more Than he wanted to, just to try to keep Charlatan within range And and that one, unfortunately with, With that kind of a pace shape Was just able to cruise I'm expecting that Swiss Skydiver Isn't going to be able to get loose on the front end in here And the thing is, she doesn't need the lead right? She can sit off and pass horses if she has to But the way I see this race unfolding There's Shiva who's really quick from the inside he, He's he got legitimate speed He was battling head and head With Ette Indian a couple different times Who's also really quick Et, Ette Indian's not in this race But that's just a good measuring stick for Shiva Art Collector won on the front end Last time out, now he came from off the pace Sprinting two starts back But I'd imagine Art Collector's going to be Really close in here I don't think Man in the Can's going to be too far Out of it Right there alone Things are not going to be easy For Swiss Skydiver Throw Rushy into the mix Who will probably be more stalking But Rushy's quick, attachment rate isn't exactly Slow Now you start to see in a big field Like this against the boys how Things, I just don't want to take a short Price, so I'm using Four horses in here To me it's the next tier of horses After a Swiss Skydiver It's Art Collector Close to the lead or coming off The pace like you showed two back, but I'm thinking Closer to the front end It's Basin who's my top selection It's the 10, Rushy Who should sit a great, great trip Was third in the Sanity Derby last time out Behind Honor AP and Authentic And then Enforceable He can run all day He's got a race over the track Here at Keeneland when he ran Fine third behind Maxfield and Governor Morris He can You know what you're going to get from him He's consistent, he'll drop back and come Closing, Joel's a great fit for him I just worry that he may be a little too far Back and come running, but Joel Storming home with him, he, he would be Scary to leave off your tickets If he comes rolling late, and what's nice Is he's going to be a, a very good price in here 8, 10 3, 12 for me In the bluegrass. And then to close things out at Keeneland In race number 10 I would use uh, the 9 Delta's Kingdom Second off the long layoff for Delta's Kingdom Second start of 2020 The 3 Romantic Pursuit No doubt the one to beat Just missed in a similar spot at Churchill Back in June I treat the 6 like a total wild card Coming in from Peru Mike Smith takes the call uh, here And and then the 10 Speedy Solution These connections have been really Firing This gal has a little bit of backlash To her too Speedy solution. I'll use 9, nine, nine, three, six, and ten to close things out at Keeneland. So if you're playing some of the Keeneland exotics in the sixth race, I'm thinking about a pick four. It'd be something like seven, eight, nine with two, five, six with one, four, eight with three, eight, ten, twelve. I don't like playing tickets like that where you're three by three by three by four. But if you're playing tickets where in one or two of the races you're not using horses that you expect to be favored and you're using prices, I'm I'm more okay with playing a ticket that way. It's obviously how you're playing the ticket. And then maybe you come back and you play a late pick four with two, five, six uh, that starts in the seventh race with one, four, eight with three, eight, ten, twelve with three, six, nine, ten. And we talk to race by race, so if you need to shorten up, you know who we like and how we stack them up. Let's get over to Del Mar for Saturday July the 11th opening Weekend where the Surf meets the surf Down in Old Del Mar Sad not to be uh, to be Heading down there one of my Favorite places to head down and, uh, and Take in a day of racing But we still got a really good card On Saturday after the, the good opening Day Friday card let's get to race Number one here I'm just going to use 3-4-5 uh, to kick off the early pick 5 I'll take a shot against the 2 Hydrogen, Mr. McLean Sitting a nice trip Coming off that Pleasanton win, the 4 Octopus You're going to see Juan Leva. that is a, uh, a Saddler assistant, so um, This is the Sadler barn, basically Who is first start off the claim And they claim this one in November And you, you Look they, they may have been thinking Okay, let's claim this guy We'll put him away We know he likes Del Mar I don't know if you want to claim a horse necessarily And, and think about having him on the bench for this long I, This is a good spot for him to come back And this these connections Ronis Racing, Sadler they've, they've always done well When they claim horses out of the maiden ranks So Octopus Very live in here Foreign protocol, logical coming off that Pleasanton win Last time out, faced a little too tough Two starts back So 3-4-5 for me in race number 1 To kick off the pick 5 In race number 2 I like the 3 Sharp warning a little bit here I, I think you're just getting a really big jock upgrade We're going to see Hernandez Coming down from Northern California And he's going to be getting really live mounts At Del Mar And I have high hopes for him I, I think he's a, a really good rider So let's use the, the 3 on the big jock upgrade We'll use along with the 1, 2, and 6 So it'll be one, two, three, and 6 And in race number 2 at Del Mar We move along to race number 3 What you get here is a Maiden 20 Where you have horses like the 2 DeKine who's you know dropping in And was a horse they purchased for $180,000 You have Prince Ricky who was a $100,000 purchase You have Convex who was a $155,000 purchase Now a first time gelding Trojan Magic was a $185,000 purchase And then you have a horse like Poor on the Coal Who was a $50,000 purchase, this is more where he fits, where he belongs He's going to be making his third start off the bench He dropped in at the maiden claiming ranks last time out And he proved this is where he fits He takes the blinkers off now, maybe he can relax just a little bit more And you're going to get that nice cutback from a mile to seven furlongs Where I could see a horse like the two, I could see a horse like the... The five, maybe getting a little short going seven furlongs, even though Trojan Magic's cutting back from the mile. If he goes a little too quick early, a little quicker than he was used to going, going a mile, pour on the coal is going to get a great trip in here. I like the six. This just feels like a horse who was meant for a spot like this versus, you know, some of these others who had much higher expectations. So I'll use the four, I'll use the two, but for me, the six, pour on the coal. Is the horse to play if we can get anything around that 3 to 1 And we'll take a shot against Trojan Magic In a race that looks to have some other speed in here So we'll use 2, 4, and 6 And hope that Trojan Magic gets uh, softened up a little bit By Prince Ricky One of my better plays of the day Comes in race number 4 at Del Mar on Saturday And I'll, I'll play one ticket where I end up singling the 3 horse in this spot And that's Lemon Drop Teeny. This is a horse who's already been claimed for 50 twice She's never run a bad race on the grass She's going to go second start off of a 4 month break She was tracking inside But she was in a little bit tight in her most recent start She was traveling well She was waiting for room with nowhere to go She got up to second in early stretch lost a 3 way photo late And ends up finishing 4th that day she was probably second best, honestly And now she's going to be a little fitter With that race under her belt This is a great spot for Lemon Drop Teeny. if we can get around 7-2 to two, We're going to make a win wager on the 3 I'm going to play 1 pick 5 early Where I single the 3 And then we'll play another one where we use the 10 Alongside, because so I do think I love you more from the outside With speed, flash some speed last time out Should be sitting close on the drop back in With claimers, she's going to be tough in here so it's 310 for me, but I love the three in this spot. In race number five, to close out that early pick five, it's 256, Hot Rod Charlie, Triple Shake, and Mandrew. The Mendez Barn does really, really w- well with these two year olds early on before they have to go too far. So the five is going to be uh, very, very live. You get a first time Gelding who's actually got a race under his belt with the six Mandrew and the two hot rod Charlie supposed to be a, a nice one. I'm not as high on the Peter Millers in here. This is a wide open race. Anyone could win. I just prefer two, five, six. On the pick five ticket where I single the three lemon drop teeny, I'm gonna play all in this fifth race. So I'll play that ticket. It will be something like race one, pick five, three, four, five, with one, two, three, six, with two, four, six, with three, with all. And then I'll play another one. with 1-2-3-6 With 2-4-6 with 3-10 With 2-5-6 We move along to Race number 6 at Del Mar On Saturday The one distant Vista Should really like this turn back I don't love the rail But I'm hoping they take back And then try to just take back Settle and come running late There is nobody that wants to pass horses In here Scardo's going to be up on the lead capture The is coming out of races at Duplicity is really quick Mystic Flight I, I'm not sure what to expect So I think you want to use Mystic Flight as a wild card Maybe he can sit and pass But in his races If you go back and look at his races And watch some of the replays You can find him um, on, on TVG Or any, any place that you look for your international races He's close up early I don't know if he'll be close up early against this group But he might be caught in between Speedy Justice is just that Quick, Reedley wants to be close Psycho Dar is not exactly slow KP Indy wants to be right up on it Party Town Torsay. We're talking about a big field of horses That all want to be right there on the lead I just hope the one Distant Vista Does not get shuffled from the inside He was on the inside And he did get shuffled last time out this will be different going five furlongs. It could be even worse, but just take back and come running late, and and you should be really motoring home and passing some late horse, uh, passing some tired horses. So it's one, and then after the one, it's four, five, six, and eleven horses who I think are, are probably going to all be in the mix, but I, I just don't know how it's going to shape up with them. In race number seven, I'll be using two horses in here. These are 16 claimers, non winners of two lifetime. I'm going to use the four Little Sydney. Little Sydney got squeezed at the, out of a, a spot And he was in a little bit tight He moved down to the inside in his last start And he was traveling really well But he came right up onto the heels of arrival He had nowhere to go And by the time he got a clear path It was too late Remember these are 16 and lower level claimers They don't have multiple gears If they want to go and they get stopped A lot of times they're not going to be able to come on again A horse like Little Sydney can sit close He has tactical speed He's going to be... You know, within a few lengths, the number four, Little Sydney, is going to be on all of my tickets, along with the number eight. All I can say, who I think's the one to beat, third, start off the long layoff. He should have no excuses today, trying to come and run them all down. In race number eight. So just 4-8 in race number 7 Race number 8 is the Wicker I'll use 3 horses in here There's a lot of speed right Kiwi's Dream the 1 is really quick The 4 Voodoo Song is really quick I'm expecting Bob and Jackie to be right on the front end Bolo's not exactly slow But why I'm going to use Bolo Is because he can sit a little bit I'm not sure if some of the other horses want to sit off They feel like they just want to go Big score I feel is the one to beat Onto to the outside In a race that doesn't have a ton of speed He only has Two races since January of 2019 He could need a few The 6 I like a lot in here Bolo The 7 is the one that I'm going to be betting If I can get anything around the, the morning line price though Soder Soder was 6th early In his most recent start he was three deep going into the turn. He was three deep and in between at the top of the lane. He ends up finishing third and he's run well at Del Mar. He's going to go second off the bench. He's a horse who's been in against graded stakes company and if let's put a line through some of them. He just finished third at 70 to 1 against grade 3 company, but prior to that back in November at Golden Gate, put a line through that race. Go back to the San Francisco, put a line through that race He, he lost a blitz craig In both of the, a couple of his graded stakes tries Then look how good his form is Really consistent then When you toss out a couple of the races That seemed like he was in just a little too tough This is a good spot Because these are 3-year-olds and up and They are non-winners of a sweepstakes Of 50,000 other than State Bread At a mile or over since September 1st This is a great, great, great spot for him. He fits well. There's a lot of question marks about some of the others. They're not in the greatest of form. He is in nice form. This is a good race for Soder. Anything around 6 to 1, we'll make a win wager on Soder, the number 7. We move to race number 9 at Delmar on Saturday. I'll go too deep in here. I'll uh, be just using the 3 and the 5. Nothing really too crazy. Diva in charge, very very logical, the 5. Buyback. I like Buyback a little bit more in here returning to the dirt. Buyback has enough speed to be right in the mix. He can sit, he can pass. He's he's got some versatility. I I think he's been really consistent throughout. I don't have any excuses for him in his races. He had a, you know, in a bad way. He did have some trouble two starts back on on at Golden Gate and he still ran on well. Five, 3, if you want to use another It would be the 4, but I'm okay with just 3, 5 in the ninth. In race number 10 I could I could single the 5 in here Nurse Goodbody This filly had some Trouble in her debut Going five and a half and a furlongs And then she went to the bench for a few months She came back on May the 24th And she just had a brutal trip Down on the inside, she was tucked in She got backed up into, she got shuffled She lost two lengths, she lost all of her momentum She angles out, she comes around She's flying late, it's just Much too late, she had no shot With that kind of a trip, with a better Trip, she wins, and I think she's Going to be really, really tough in this Spot, that's the five, nurse Good body, I would use a couple Others on a different ticket, one ticket I would Single the five, another I would go One five the one Vegas Palm Coming out of those 5.5 furlong races I think she might go There's no speed in here That's the concern with, with the 5 Nurse Goodbody If she has to come from way out of it But she showed that she has a little more tactical speed When she's routing in, in, uh, in that May 24 start The 10 Bristol Bayou I'd, I'd throw in And the 12 Sweet Devil the two-back race on the on the grass was really good Something similar to that would make her very, very tough in here So 1, 5, 10, and 12 to close things out at, uh, at Del Mar on Saturday Some horses I like throughout the card uh, The third race, the number 6 don't forget about the 4th race, the number 3, Lemon Drop Teenie Probably the best bet of the day 6th race, to number 1, Distant Vista 7th race, the number 4, Little Sydney And the 8th race, Souter And maybe a single of Nurse, Good Body To close out some of your late exotics in race number 10 Good luck on Saturday at Del Mar Let's head on over to Pleasanton and talk about some Saturday Pleasanton races We're going to go through the late pick 5 at Pleasanton Pleasanton pick 5 on Saturday starts in race number 4 So get those past performances out Let's go Saturday, Pleasanton, July the 11th I'm going to use 3 and 5 in here to get the pick 5 started My lucky mark feels like the one to catch He's going to be sitting in a really nice spot Proven on the dirt My lucky mark I think the 5 is Is Canada is the one to beat Of the short price horses The 4 and the 5 I prefer Canada Because I think he's got a little more tactical speed And I like what he's done on the dirt I'm a little more worried that Skeleton Pass Just not as much speed And maybe gets outrun a bit early on In race number 5 Second leg of the pick 5 sequence I'll use 3 horses in here The 3, the 4, and the 6 Typhoon Harry Returning to the dirt the four, Hardy Chisel, who's probably the one to catch. He, I wired a field at thirty to one last time out. They went really slow up front, but there's, there's not. He, he's no doubt one of the quicker horses in the field. He doesn't have to go that slow. I think the six is the wild card, Spider Rico. He also went pretty slow wiring a field last time out, but he's drawn well. He can stalk and pass some horses if he has to. It's three, it's four, it's six for me in race number. I do prefer the 3 in here Thinking that he may end up getting the better trip Sitting behind if those other 2 end up Going a little quick early on Typhoon Harry In race number 6 We'll just go too deep in here with the 3 and the 6 It's going to be Happy Road Taking the blinkers off For Drysdale, 2 sprints to a route Stretching out, getting to the dirt I think the one to beat I'll also be including with the 6 Mime Who has a little more speed in here So I wouldn't be shocked to see Mime sitting a little closer 3-6 in race number 6 Let's move to race number 7 Start of your late daily double out there at Pleasanton on Saturday I'll be too deep in this one with the 3 and the 4 I like Promote Promote tried the grass last time out in what was a really tough spot I think you can put a line right through that um, they'll be trying the dirt for the first time But with her running style She should have every opportunity Just sitting close, stalking all the way through Third off the short little break I think Promote Off that trouble trip on the turf Last time out against tougher, Really nice spot And the four, Reginella Who showed a little speed routing Last time out, a couple starts back Sprinting is the race that that I'm really looking at because she can show a little bit of tactical speed, but she's, she's got more punch. Look at the dirt form, too, you see at Emerald and at Hastings. So, no problem with the dirt. Reginella, three and four, we're using in our late pick five and in all exotics up there at Pleasanton. And hopefully, we get to race number eight and we are alive. Maiden, 5,000 maiden claimers, not the easiest group. You got a little speed from the rail. If a horse like No More Fireball is close, cutting back from five and a, uh, from a mile to five and a half, he could be tough to catch. The three horse Pack Twelve, I think, is the one to beat in here. This is just a much better spot for a first time geld. And he, I just, gonna, he's going to run a lot better in this spot. Dave's Gift, I, he's more the one to beat. But Pack Twelve is a horse with some upside. Who uh, he's training well this is this is the type of horse who I'd much prefer than a horse like Dave's gift who you know runs second and third all the time, but it's not like he hooks any monsters in this group. The seven horse, Bernie's big boy, is another one who just on the drop alone seems like a player. so it's one, three, four, and seven in this pick five at Pleasanton in race number four, three five with three, four, six with three six with three four with one, three, four. Seven. That's Saturday up at Pleasanton Let's get you Closed out on this show Let's talk a little Saturday Stable Duel So What what you get Saturday at Stable Duel You have a $5 Contest over at Delaware You can get involved at Keeneland for 10 bucks, Or you can get involved in the big $100 entry at Keeneland. So, if you want to play with some of the bigger players, you can uh, you can get involved for a hundred dollars or for ten. It's the same contest, same everything. You're gonna to have to do. You're just playing in a, a pool with with different players. So, let's get to your stable dual lineups for Saturday. Uh, there are a couple of horses. In race number one, who I would look to it would be the one, four, or the eight. Reason why I prefer the eight rogue element with uh, with twenty twice, you get the two for one action. Especially if they both stay in this race and there's no scratches. Anytime you get an entry and you get the two for one action, it's always worth using in these stable dual contests because you only need one of your horses to hit the board. Whichever one finishes better, you're gonna get those points. So um, I'll lean towards the one. Other ones I would look at would be the four and the eight. You get six thousand on Rogue Element and twenty twice versus the seven thousand on Silver Servant and the eight thousand on Looking at Liberty. In race number two, I like the five Palazzi. So at five thousand, that's the one I would go to. The nine, if you want to spend up a little bit, would be the uh, the other the ride of a lifetime. But I'll, I'll go with the five thousand with Palazzi here. In the third. This race, I think you can you can look to a couple price horses to use and maybe not have to spend as much. Tipsy Gal to the inside would only cost you five thousand. She can't sing would be one I'm fine with taking a shot on at only seven fifty. I mentioned Remanded when we went through the handicapping earlier on at, at only two hundred and fifty bucks. That would really give you a lot of bullets later on um, to to fire in, in your uh, in your lineup and. Into the 9 crown jewel if you want to spend up at 8,000 The 12 with that speed From the outside I think Golden Curl Should be able to hang around for a while So the 12 will also be one I would be fine with the one, three, four, nine, or 12 In the 3rd At Keeneland in your stable dual lineups so Only 3,000 on Golden Curl to the outside Evil Lynn I love in race number 3 With the, the speed The opportunity to go gate to wire If you have to spend up I would prefer Alms at 9,800 over, instead of walk in Marrakesh So it would be 3 then 4 for me In race 4 In the 5th race I like Amy's Challenge with the speed to the outside Joel jumping aboard Gorana, if I'm going to spend up 10,000 is a ton to take off Of your salary cap But it would be um, Guarana Who I prefer over Mia Mischief Sally's Curlin will try to run them all down So let's go 9 Amy's Challenge In race number 5 The 6th race you can make strong cases for many in here. I mean, I talked about the five just might, who would cost you zero dollars. Nothing. Using a 50 to one shot wouldn't even take anything off and would basically just give you a free swing if this horse hits the board. Uh, you're, you're, you're in great shape. The oh, two wildman Jack, if you want to spend up 8500 The 7, I like at at the price of 3,000 Fast Boat really seems like The best value in here At 5,000 Texas Wedge is fine Tiger Blood with that kind of speed At only 7.50 Race 7 I would prefer Speech Over Venetian Harbor At 9,000 versus 9,800 But at 5,000 Tonalist Shape Might be the best value In this field in the 8th race, I'd be okay with Secret Message To try to come and run him down at only 500 I do like Toynette the most, the most though At 6,000, she should be sitting in the, the best spot Chasing Rushing Fall, chasing Julie Olympica Maybe Juliet Foxtrot even And Toynette stocks, pounces 6,000 on Toynette Basin, love Basin And his price is only 3,000 I think that's a that's a great price for Basin Who will hopefully try to sit behind Swiss Skydiver, Art Collector, Shiva Ree, Basin maybe sitting fourth behind them. And with with his experience now, he should be set for a really, really nice effort. Tenth race, the wild card, Kuroora at 6,000. I'm okay with. Delta's Kingdom at only 750. Speedy Solutions only 500. You want to spend up. On Romantic Pursuit at 9600 But I'd prefer Quora, the wild card At 6000 So on Saturday Stable Duel, if you're having fun playing in these Stable Duel contests Like uh, many of us are You can play on Saturday In a $5 entry at Delaware Or you can play for a $10 entry At Keeneland, or for a $100 Entry at Keeneland If you have any questions at all, just let me know I've been playing in all these different contests I'd love to help you out Ton of fun, no deposit fees Now, so uh, tell your friends if, if, If they like fantasy Sports, or if this is a game that You think they may be interested in, let them know If you have any questions, just shoot me A message That's going to do it for this episode of That's What G Said Podcast. A big thank you to Eric for talking NBA with us. A big thank you to Andrew for talking some Pleasanton Friday with us. Thank you to all the sponsors. Sarah Candle, Stable Duel, the Pleasanton uh, Racing that we spoke about, Cindy Carava, Thrive Fantasy, Old Smoke. If you need anything in any of the fields Give them a look. Let them know Gino sent you. You got the promo code Gino on a couple of them. That'll help you save a, save you a few bucks or give you that bonus on Thrive Fantasy. Have a great weekend, folks. It's a big one in horse racing, and we're going to start getting really close now. Fingers crossed to baseball and basketball on the way back. Joey Cleveland, close this thing out.